Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV on your TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify if you like the delay, and rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and don't forget you got all the news today before the show, last day uh, there without the uh, show prep for the world to go ahead and do, it's just for your subscribers only, you get all the show prep so you can follow along uh, with the show, we've got so much to get to, congratulations to, I guess is in order for Mark Ronchetti, remember the uh, the Calvary's got to arrive folks, we need you to turn out and vote, I know a lot of people are saying, oh you got to wait until the last day, show up, vote, get yourself out there, it's important that you guys uh, vote, 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 so make sure that you guys uh, get out there and do that, Mark Ronchetti getting the Albuquerque Journal endorsement yesterday, uh, a scathing uh, review, rebuke uh, of the governor, uh, this coming from the RNC. Largest New Mexico Albuquerque Journal backed GOP challenger Mark Ronchetti for governor. And one of the most scathing Ed Board endorsements written about an incumbent politician you will ever read, they write. A few highlights. Violent crime is harming, traumatizing, and quite literally killing too many Mexicans, uh, New Mexicans. They double down, triple down on that. Property crime paired with national economic downturn and pandemic closures continues to hurt residents and business owners financially. Not enough of the record billion-dollar revenues from oil and gas has been invested in lasting infrastructure that will improve, improve the lives for decades to come. Wow. My goodness. Uh, how bad is Michelle Lujan Grisham? She has impaled the New Mexican economy for the last uh, for the next couple of decades. Not enough of the record billion-dollar revenues from oil and gas has been invested in lasting infrastructure that will improve lives for decades to come. Decades to come. Has not been invested. Like, like that has nothing to do with COVID. It says... Here's how you misspent all that money from the federal government, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. If you didn't hear me on Saturday, we had a, our live show from one till eight o'clock on Saturday. And uh, I came on and I said, Michelle Lujan Grisham failed to show for three events. She showed up for one, but didn't show up for the other two events. Uh, she got the booster shot and uh, that booster did not help her. She was feeling ill. So uh, she did not show up. It continues from the Albuquerque Journal. And four years into her administration, our governor's promised promised education moonshot. Oh, I love that. Has yet to launch as our children, especially our minority and low-income children, fall further and further behind. Yep, that moonshot, by the way, the 50th anniversary. But I've been corresponding with um, Harrison uh, Schmidt, the last man to walk the moon, who's alive on this earth. He's doing uh, good things out there. They continue, we simply cannot afford four years, four more years of the same. And then Joe Monahan tried to take it on and said, oh, that's Lang. That's the publishers. That's She's calling in the Calvary, folks. As I mentioned to you on Thursday's broadcast before we uh, did our takedown of Jacobo Candle, I did my takedown of Jacobo Candelaria. I got to stop saying we. I mean, it's me up here. I've been doing this. I won all those awards, those five awards. I went back and looked. I said, prior to anybody else even being with me, Langston was on for two of them. Dowd was out uh, after all of them. That's what I've been doing. I know how to do a good show. I've been doing it for a, a long time. And then uh, 
Michelle Lujan Grisham has been calling in the Calvary. We're going to get to the bottom of that with some more information that completely and totally exposes who Michelle Lujan Grisham is and her cadre of people that have all been involved for the last two decades. And it includes one, I showed you that he reared his ugly head last week on October 14th, Dan Burrell. What do you need when you need capital, when you need an economic bailout? Actually posted on his on the governor's website herself, Governor Barella Aviation announced cargo flight expansion at Dona Ana County. I mean, this this guy's like small potatoes doing all of the bag handling for the likes of Hunter Biden, Bill Richardson, and you name it. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about Virgin Galactic, and we're going to tie all of that in because none of that even exists here in the state of New Mexico. And that's how we're going to hit her hard right up until the very end. Make sure that you guys get out to vote. So we're going to talk more about how we are continuing to lose out on the economic moonshot, educational moonshot, and just overall, hey, uh, moving us forward. She is moving us backward. We'll also talk about educational math scores. Wall Street Journal handling handing out all the scores uh, today. New Mexico amongst the lowest in the fourth grade reading and math performance. We had the highest drops in the country. No local uh, news source is going to tell you any of that. Let me continue with the Albuquerque Journal. Under this gubernatorial administration, homicides, suicides, retail theft, and homelessness have skyrocketed. That's crime. There's been an increase in crime nationwide, but New Mexico outstrips most other states. We beat the record in 2021. We were the fastest to break the record in the homicide uh, breaking of records across all the blue cities. Uh, we did it by like August 13th last year. Efforts to address these issues have not been comprehensive and have been late in coming. A few state police officers to help, an officer to buy Coronado Park. <laughs> stupid 11th hour invitations to the FBI to come help us. Lujan Grisham has been absentee landlord on our border with Mexico saying in 2019, I reject the federal contention that there exists an overwhelming national security crisis at the Southern border. She has yet, she said that on CBS news, she has yet to address the streaming scourge of fentanyl. Uh, and only as election day approaches, she has embraced working with federal agents on crime. You saw that at the beginning of the month. Oh, we, we seized a million, I don't know, million dollars, whatever, a million pills. Luhan Grisham has contributed to the toxicity of our politics by name-calling those who have disagreed with her policies. She fails to answer questionnaires by local and regional newspapers. In four state-of-the-state speeches, she has never mentioned the contributions of the oil and gas industry or acknowledged its 42,000 and 134,000 indirect workers in New Mexico. And uh, folks, we are two weeks away, 15 days away from electing Mark Ronchetti into office. It's going to happen. You have to believe it. I've been telling you since the beginning, it was Mark Ronchetti's race to lose, all the failed pollsters, all the cheating, and we'll talk about Torrance County uh, tomorrow. We've got to get to that uh, issue. We can't even find voting machines, folks. They just disappeared. Well, there's nothing to see here. We're going to get into that uh, as well. Anyway, uh, as we go down our daily fives, the globalists have done a complete and total takeover. That's right. Uh, we're going to talk about the new prime minister, the man who prints more money than anybody else. And we're going to start there uh, in our next segment. Also, I'll uh, get to all the economic good news that seems to be there for some Democrats, right? But the polls continue to trust the GOP, the dreams of the rebound for the Democrats as they threw everything they possibly could against the, uh, the wall is not sticking uh, with voters, folks. And even Biden is saying that Republicans now will crash the economy if elected. You mean when elected, President Joe Biden? Uh, at the bot top of our uh, number two, 
We'll talk about the difference between DeSantis and Trump and how there really isn't any sort of battle between the two. They're working on the same side. You have Sean Hannity right now in Arizona. Uh, it looks like uh, Blake Masters, despite being outspent six to one, folks, six to one. Uh, he boosts a GOP chance to four and five, 80 percent to take the Senate this year. That would be very exciting. And, and we're way behind the eight ball. We have we we just have to make up these next two, which will take up the next 10. We've got to do that in order to get back to 2020 by 2030. That's how much damage the Democrats have done at the bottom of next hour. We'll talk about what's going on with the FBI and Trump. I think Trump is going to be the guy who's leading the ticket in uh, 2024. And we'll also uh, touch upon 67 federal agencies pushing big tech to censor American uh, Americans. And then at the top of uh, hour number three, I'll get into more of that Dan Burrell and more of the connections of, of corruption. We'll also talk a little bit more about education. I'll get to the news, take your calls and texts as well. Back after a quick break, we'll kick it off here on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Uh, great music there. We have uh, Fats Domino, Blueberry Hill. He died uh, on this day back in, I believe, uh, was it uh, five years ago, 2017, also on this day. Back in 2002, authorities apprehended John Allen Muhammad was executed in 2009 in uh, Lee Boyd Malvo near Myersville, Maryland. They went on the shoot- shooting spree. If you click on the pic at rockoftalk.news, ladies and gentlemen, you can get a, a link to that movie that was made about them if you want to see. Uh, he had uh, life in prison without the, the parole, and the other one was executed. Um, but uh, they have agreed, the highest court in Maryland has agreed to reconsider the sentence uh, just this year as Muhammad was sentenced to death and executed, as I mentioned Back in uh, 2009. All right. So a brand new UK prime minister. The Tories are dead. The conservatives are dead. Um, You've got basically the Obama of the UK who has now taken over. Uh, I believe that he is uh, Indian. He was educated at Stanford. And uh, those aren't the reasons why uh, (laughs) globalism is dead. You had to see what, I mean, excuse me, while the Tories are dead and while globalism is now resurgent. Remember, I told you it was about the G7. I told you this two months ago, that this was all about rearranging the chairs on the Titanic so that they, they could effectively crash the ship in the middle of the ocean. And that's what they're trying to do, all while they're trying to gaslight the entire world and tell us that we Republicans are the one who's crashing the economy. We're already in a recession. Joe Biden knows that. Once we win, they're going to say we're immediately in a depression. It was nice to hear uh, being validated and vindicated by Glenn Beck this morning. It's like he told you the very same thing I told you a month and a half ago, how this whole thing was going to happen. So here is the new guy. He's the prime minister. His name is Rishi Sunak. Okay, I think he's 41 years of age. He's young, 41, 42. Um, got, I don't know, 500,000 followers on He's all sorts of newfangled uh, dressing. And, and Boris Johnson, a abandoned ship. Take a listen. And I'm going to say, just like Greg Zanetti, Brigadier General Greg Zanetti has told you, this is what we were moving towards. Folks, it's here. It's here as of last month in the United States, and it already hit China in July. 
What is the UK implementing? Now to say that under the UK's presidency, the group of the world's seven most advanced economies, the G7, is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money. A there you go, digital version of money. There's Rishi Sunak, the new prime minister, who is bringing in central bank digital currencies. The central banks are happy. Wall Street people are happy. A bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside physical notes and coins. Unlike most of the digital money people use daily today, it would be issued directly by a central bank, like the Bank of England in the UK. And governments and central banks across the world are working together, looking into what having a digital currency might mean in practice. This includes issues that people care about, such as ensuring users' money would be safe and secure, that it could work with other ways to pay, would be energy efficient and available to everyone. A potential CBDC could offer businesses and consumers new ways to pay in the future. It's all part of the wider story of digital innovation that has delivered benefits to millions around the world and in the UK. The decision on whether to launch a central bank digital currency is for each country to make, mm. and no G7 mm. jurisdiction has yet made that choice. Mm. Except uh, to have the United States and the UK, all right? The United States didn't tell you. The UK is just telling you that he did it. We'll bring in this new guy. He's all for the digital currency. This is what we want. We want more control over the people. They're not going to be able to move anything without us letting them. It's a simple swipe of your card. Your cash doesn't mean anything. You've got to have digital currency. Likely everything's going to be tied to this from your vaccination status to your visa status to whether or not you own God. It's all one centralized database. Your government is taking you over. This is just the latest salvo so that you understand they are in control and we are one giant step closer to a one world government. These decisions raise important questions about the reshaping of our economy, financial systems, and the way in which people interact with money and payments. Oh yeah, I can't listen to this any longer because We've been talking about this for the last decade. Oh, Alex Jones is wrong. Oh, Michael Savage is wrong. Rush Limbaugh is wrong. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you about who this guy is. He's not a conservative. He's not a Tory. He may be part of it, but remember all the rhinos that are involved? I mean, he, he, this guy is being described as the Obama of the UK. And we know what comes with that, more government control, doing whatever the central bankers want. I mean, how else do you think Obama gets to build these wonderful houses in Washington, D.C., and Hawaii, and wherever else he wants to go ahead and uh, lay his uh, new pads? He's got a post here on Instagram, Diversity Built Britain. Okay, see that. Sunak is a keen supporter of Brexit, it says, and campaigned to leave the EU in the 2016 referendum. However, that all changed because he decided to go ahead and bow to the central bankers, which allowed him to borrow at unprecedented levels. In fact, the UK spent $505 billion that they borrowed to bail out businesses and pay furloughed workers' salaries. This is the guy with a financial degree. <laughs> they furloughed just like we did here in the United States when Joe Biden is said, 
okay, I guess we'll just go ahead and get our new payments, our income, and everything from the government. India is rejoicing. We see that. Okay, The Conservative Party is no longer, according to Ipsos Mori, who has uh, talked about the stronghold that the ethnic minority voters are now holding over everything. And Nigel, Nigel Farage has come out. Okay, and this is kind of the, the kicker on all this. In Twitter, earlier this morning, 5.33 a.m. this morning, to be exact, he says, we cannot support any candidate because, as I said last week, the globalist coup has succeeded. There is no conservative party. It is dead. He made an extremely brief address at the conservative campaign headquarters in London this morning, made a message to his colleagues, and basically said, I'd like to pay tribute to Liz Truss for her dedicated public service to the country. She has led with dignity and grace through a time of great train change and under exceptionally difficult circumstances. It is the greatest privilege of my life to serve as a party that I love and to give back to the country I owe so much to. Owe so much. You've got a chancellor who's worth, I don't know, somewhere in the realm of 15 to 20 million, who's going to borrow as much as he possibly can and seed all free market options to the central bankers so they can fully control the UK so that they can get inflation under control. Well, the guy who printed all the money and gave out all this money during COVID as they continue to do what they were doing to sort of stop the bleeding has actually created more of the inflation. And that's exactly who they put in power. There's a guy who was set into motion by the name of Jeremy Hunt, who moved in and dismantled the trust government, hailed as the de facto prime minister for the power he seemed to be wielding, according to Breitbart, without actually having the top job, is delighted to have Sunak moving into the chop job saying, we need a leader who can be trusted to make difficult choices. You need seed your government to the world government. Also contesting in the race was Penn Mordant, whose support remained unreasonably static at less than half the required level over the weekend until Johnson pulled out. Boris Johnson pulls out, Sunak is in, you have one conservative, and that is Morelli of Italy. 550-5500, that's 550-5500, all the links uh, are there. And really, I think we need to start understanding or trying to figure out the different countries that have already implemented all this stuff. What will be the impact of China's state-sponsored digital yuan? Okay, I gave the article there for you guys to go ahead and, and see that as they Ask that question, the Carnegie Endowment. What does it look like? Well, it looks like communism. That's exactly what it looks like. China's new digital currency could give Beijing information about financial transactions, the government itself, and you saw what happened over the weekend, and be used by the Chinese firm to sidestep any U.S. sanctions. But in order for it to meet lofty ambitions, there are some tricky structural questions that must be worked out first, meaning get more prime ministers on board with digital currency together with central banks. Questions right now are swirling after Chinese former leader who has left the event. You saw that happen yesterday. You saw the video that was there. Hun Jintao was escorted offstage at a critical moment during a tightly choreographed ruling party Congress. A 79-year-old former leader to a political purge by the current president Xi Jinping with the world's media watching who was guided from his front row seat on stage at the hulking Great Hall of the People it happened Saturday after the 205-member re-elected Xi Jinping. It's all about central government and control, and it's not unique to China. It's happening everywhere around the world. Back in. 
me cry when you said goodbye. Is that a shame? My tears fell like rain. Is that a shame? Gotta love the fats. That on this day five uh, years ago. Felt like uh, a lot longer, but uh, good stuff there. Uh, ain't that a shame? A five o'clock hour, smashing pumpkins. Uh, five o'clock hour. Not not any reason for October or that it's Halloween, but because that the album was uh, released uh, on this day. And we'll get to more on that. Love uh, doing all this stuff and vertically integrating everything for you. Now, I want to talk about the United States because there was some questions to me like, uh, have we already implemented the you know, digital currency. Well, we have. White House has uh, re- uh, released as of uh, September 16th its first ever comprehensive framework for responsible development of digital assets. <laughs> responsible development. Uh, what is it doing? Well, they've always got to sell you. So when they sell you, they're going to tell you that they're we're here for your safety and it's going to be better than what we currently have. You don't need cash any longer. They advocate protecting consumers, investors, and businesses. Digital assets pose meaningful risk for consumers, investors, and businesses. Prices of the assets can be highly volatile. The current global market capitalization of cryptocurrencies is approximately one-third of its November 2021 peak. Stop there. We're not talking about crypto. This is bad information coming from the White House, just like everything that comes out of uh, Joe Biden's bumbling mouth. Okay? So the Biden-Harris administration is stating that it's going to protect consumers and ensure fair play in digital assets. Here it is. Securities and Exchange Commission, okay? Pursue investigations and enforcement, 87,000 IRS agents, right? Federal Trade Commission, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, to redouble their efforts to monitor consumer complaints and enforce unfair, deceptive, and abusive practices. There we go. Address current emergent risks. Collaborate. Share data on complaints. Lead public awareness to help consumers understand the risk involved with digital assets. The risk is allowing the government to get in the middle of our bank account 24-7. That's the main risk. Like, this is crazy. But we have decided on this. This is the way we've decided to move forward. If you have credit cards, if you have cash, everything has got to be done directly through the credit monitoring agency. And now we're talking about social, social credit scores. Now they, now, now, they also, the White House, wants to promote access to safe, affordable financial services. Oh, do they now? Was that like when we were going to hand, hand out loans for every person? Home loans, everyone deserves home ownership. Here they advocate for supporting the development of use of innovative technologies, using instant payment systems, creating a federal framework to regulate non-bank payment providers, align global payment practices, regulations, and supervision protocols. How about research and technical and socio-technical disciplines? Of course, it's socio. Of course, we got to go ahead and level the playing field. The National Science Foundation is backing all this. And then, of course, financing uh, financing financial stability, because none of this stuff is going to, you know, find us out of sorts. This balance itself, it's better, it's newer, right? Wrong. The digital currency has already started in the People's Bank of China. It's also gone to Sri Lanka. Remember, they're having some serious problems there. You know right now they cannot, they have gas that's rationed. It tells them how much gas that they can get, and it's all tied to their what? Cell phones. People's Bank of China has installed a digital currency electronic payment system, sort of uh, navigating the waters we get back in 2014, and it's uh, all piloted, ready to go as of right now. 
with Xi's third term. The economists focused on this, okay? They prepared a report, said, we use the term digital payment, not cryptocurrency, digital payment. In fact, you know what? Let's dumb it down so that you understand the difference. I think that's more important is that we understand the actual difference here with the difference between cryptocurrency and what Rishi Karnak was talking about, which is CDBP or whatever he was saying. What if every government had its own cryptocurrency? Well, it's happening, except they aren't really cryptocurrencies. They are actually CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. There it is. It's all controlled by one bank, okay? One bank, the bank of the world, the Rothschilds, and everybody finally has got together. They put the stipulations. They printed out enough money. The swaps are happening, and this woman gets to talk about it. Not necessarily in a positive way, despite sounding very positive. They're basically just digital versions of what we have now. Cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are known for two main things, being decentralized and permissionless. That is wrong. You will need permission from the government. The government gets to decide what you get. You make your money, but the government will decide whether or not you get to use it. And it's all going to be centrally deposited in one place that is monitored 24-7. And they're going to know if they can listen to your phone conversations, now they get to go ahead and watch every transaction that happens in your bank account. This means everybody has access to the network. You don't have to get permission from a central bank or some kind of authority. It means all the data on the network is available for everyone. And it's decentralized, which means it's run by the people and for the people. There isn't one single authority that- You see that? You see that sales job there? By the people, for the people. See, this is better. See, we're all in one, we all throw it into one pot and, you know, everybody gets to use based upon what they need for that time. Charge. Nobody's able to freeze or seize your funds. Now, CBDCs, they... Uh, also false. Uh, they can immediately seize your funds and uh, everyone gets to see what funds you have if you work for the government and you're part of the 87,000 IRS agents. Won't be decentralized or permissionless. They will be run by central banks and only those in charge will have access to the entire network. Come again? Oh, oh yeah. Now she's not talking about cryptocurrency. She's actually talking about CBDCs. Maybe the governments around the world wanted to get people involved in thinking that, hey, this is cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is the same as CBDC. See, it's electronic. It's all the same, right? No, totally different, okay? CBDCs won't be decentralized and won't be permissionless. They won't be decentralized or permissionless. They will be run by central banks and only those in charge will have access to the entire network. The problems that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies set out to fix will not be resolved with CBDCs since they are simply a digital version of what we have now. CBDCs are not cryptocurrencies. There you go. So now, you, now you know what's going on. Okay. Not at all happy. She's selling it, but she's not really selling it. She's telling you the difference between the two. All right, so so how does this look? What does this look like? Okay. What's the latest thing that's happening? Gasoline, right? What if they decide that the gasoline must be rationed in order to address climate change, right? Oh, you got to get on board with this. Now you're not going to have a choice. You got to be on board with climate change based upon your social credit score. Your digital daughters will be made to stop working at a gas pump once you've purchased a certain amount of gasoline, just like it's currently happening in Sri Lanka. This is why they install these leaders in these countries. These countries are being, these, these leaders are being installed. Nigel Farage, he's out. The Nigel Farage, Donald Trump, like that's the war. It's no longer about parties. It's about people 
who are independent of the government and people who are with the government. I mean, at some point, we're probably going to have to go ahead and have that conversation since it was written out, I don't know, more than 75 years ago in a book that was telling you that this was coming. So these digital dollars can be made to stop working at the gas pump once you purchase a certain amount of gasoline in a week. Think about that. Once you purchase a certain amount, now you can only go so far. You've got an electric vehicle that can only travel between 240 to 350 uh, miles based upon how, and then you got to recharge it. And you're probably going to have to get permission from who? The public service company of New Mexico or whatever utility provider is. Then you're going to go ahead and get your digital currency. You're going to have to enter that in. It's like, well, you can only use this much of your funds for the week. We're not going to allow you anymore. We know that you have potentially access to more, but we're not going to give you that much more. So the government now has control of your assets, your liquid assets. They don't need control of your home and larger durable assets, your cars, that's already at the DMV, your house, that's already where? <laughs> it's already on title, already uh, registered with the county, the city, the state, right? We know what asset and where you're registered to vote. It's all one, you be careful what you wish for, but here it is. The government can now assert control over your everyday life and help you make choices because you need to do what is socially responsible. China is where this is happening already. In fact, China's social credit system ranks citizens and punishes them with throttled internet speeds and flight bans if the Communist Party deems them untrustworthy, just like yesterday. They found one of their guys untrustworthy, and Z looks over his shoulders and he's like, uh, yeah, take him away. He is not with us. This is the former president of the country. This is the same as uh, take Donald Trump away, put him in prison. No different. Can you see all these working in concert with each other at the same time and pressing upon you? Would it surprise you to know that Kamala Harris, who I think is going to be in town tomorrow, and Joe Biden and Michelle Lujan Grisham are working with people of China's Communist Party for the very same thing here in the United States. Would that surprise you? It shouldn't. I'll give you the direct connect today. In fact, your largest commercial real estate company is owned by a company that's financed with money coming out of China. And you get to hear all about that in the six o'clock hour. Yes, you office occupiers, you private businesses have been paying money to China. You just didn't know it. And you were helping make those deals with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden so that they can go ahead and do whatever sort of corrupt things that they've been doing in this country. And they're probably going to whisk me away as quickly as they possibly can to try and shut me up. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. Sound familiar? That's, uh, I hope I pronounce his name right. Uh, Robert Guillaume. He won Emmy Awards for his portrayal of the sharp tongue butler in the sitcom Soap. And in Benson, died in his LA home at the age of 89, five years ago today. So uh, there you go. He was also, I noticed there's a, some links that are up. If you click on his uh, name, you can see that he was also the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. I didn't know that. Talk about uh, being multi-talented. Uh, he certainly was. All right, let me wrap this up real quick because I've got a couple of other pieces that I just have to sort of tell you about. So this is CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency. 
involving digital currency issued as legal tender only by your government, right? In God we trust, right? You have the, the fiat currency that's printed out. We printed out trillions upon trillions. It, it, it all does, it's all funny money. You're never going to see the wheelbarrows again. They always told you that growing up, right? If we ever get to that point, that's going to happen. It's all going to end up in your bank account. So they have the Chinese digital yuan. You have the Swedish e-krona, soon to be the British pound. That's going to be, you know, trillions of uh, pounds uh, as well. And uh, the United States has also implemented their own. Now, it, I asked the question uh, today. Okay, this is uh, part of the five questions that come from me, the rock of talk. What is there to be afraid of with digital currency? How about everything? How about not having any sort of freedom whatsoever? And if China has already implemented this and they brought in, like Xi Jinping is probably going to be the president the next time around. <laughs> four decades or two decades, four terms. Well, here's what's happening in China. China has been rolling out a system that ranks its citizens based upon their social credit score. We've only been telling you this for how long? You know, we, we need to continue to talk about this. You didn't vote for the right person. You're not going to have access to your funds, right? Uh, you're banned on the internet. That's already happened. You, you support Donald Trump. We're kicking you off of YouTube. We're kicking you off of Twitter. Like, honestly, I have no use for any of that stuff. We're running on Twitter just because they have a, you know, just because Elon, Elon's about to mess that whole thing up. He's a, it, it's that whole thing is going to snowball badly. They'll never finance it. He'll have to get it done, but they're going to wrap a noose around his neck. And it's everyone who's I'm watching all these people driving around in their Teslas acting like they have all this unbridled freedom. They, they even have the little SpaceX logo on it. <laughs> I'm laughing at them. Oh, look at you. You're so smart buying a Tesla. No, it's not going to be that smart. You have to ask P&M and there's going to be certain times where you can charge your car. That is definitely going to happen. No doubt about it. Pretty soon, remember the pre-crime 2054, that uh, great Tom Cruise movie I need to watch again. Here's what else is happening in China. People can be punished if they drive badly, if they buy too many video games, or if they steal no access to digital funds. Most of these kiosks where you're going to be able to buy stuff, I've actually seen it happen already. We don't take cash. Remember, it, we, don't, we don't take anything smaller than a 50. We don't take smaller anything smaller than a 20. Now it's going to be, we don't take any cash whatsoever. Electronic payment only. Every place doesn't matter if it's a gas station or, you know, a dollar store. Every place seemingly takes EBT cards. This is where they've been running all their game, right here in the state of New Mexico. It's like, okay, here it is. We'll hand out this, this money, let them pile it up. They're only going to use this amount of money. Oh, it works for New Mexico. Let's roll it out for the rest of the world. Okay. China plans on making it mandatory for everyone. And the Chinese Communist Party basically said, yeah, and you should be very scared. I posted a video about two and a half minutes there at the link to the picture of Xi Jinping. And you watch them talk for two and a half minutes to each other. And he's addressing it. In fact, I'll play just a little snippet for you so that you can hear it. Because it's, it's, it's downright scary. It, 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 it does everything that you possibly can to, to scare the freedom-loving person, the soul that's inside you, okay? But this is actually happening now in China. This is what it sounds like, okay? Getting whisked away. Now, here he is addressing the, the Congress, and he's begging, please let me stay. Now, 
It has achieved the purpose of unifying thoughts, he says. Strengthening confidence. Clarifying direction, inspiring the fighting spirit. Fighting spirit. Okay, they're all assembled. This is what it sounds like. Uh, you think these people are looking for freedom? Here's what it sounds like as they're all putting their hands up in unison, in, in, in right uh, top to bottom, front to back. Every single person in that room all puts their hands up, and here's the celebration. The music, pop and circumstance on his way out. Okay, so the U.S. media is telling you a complete and total false story. They're like, oh, well, he took this guy away. There's, there's going to be a fight, and Xi Jinping could get overthrown. No, nothing like that has happened. China could not be stronger than it is right now. They could not be more unified than they are right now. They couldn't be more totalitarian and dictatorial than they are right now. The United States couldn't be more divided. Couldn't be more misdirected. Couldn't have more internal fighting. Couldn't be weaker than we are right now. China will attack Taiwan. China will take over Taiwan. And the United States will do nothing about it. They know that all the information that's coming out of the Ukraine is false information and propaganda. They know that Putin can launch that war anytime that he wants. He could obliterate the Ukraine if he wanted to. Putin is working in concert with Xi Jinping right now. You don't have to cheer them on. It's a certainty that they're going to win. I'm here to tell you that first. No amount of propaganda, no amount of information is going to change those, those facts about Russia and China. They are known as the BRIC countries, which as the end of, as, as you have the, uh, uh, the Brazilian uh, election coming here at, uh, I believe it's next Monday, Sunday, Monday. I think it's a Sunday. Okay. Brazil, Russia, India, and China will be stronger than NATO and the entire European Union. Not because they have more access to financial resources, because they have more of a commitment from their citizens. Moreover, and I think this is something you need to pay attention to that's very, quite very scary, quite scary is most of our production comes from China. Most of our resources come from either Brazil or Russia or India, made in India, made in China, produced in Russia, uh, you know, out of the ground. I mean, the amount of petroleum and what they control. Folks, the, the access has been tipped. While they're sitting here trying to gaslight you about your own child's sexuality, about your educational system that, that is absolutely in the dumps, we've already lost. That's not a defeatist attitude, me saying it. That's me factually telling you that from our educational scores and all the rest of the things that we were competing and outdoing them years and years ago, while we were sleeping, battling it out because you guys hated Donald Trump so much, who quite likely is the only person who can bring us back. I am not, I am not joking. There is nobody, in my opinion, that along with Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump and the Republicans are the only, and this is just to put the Band-Aid on things because the media is going to get a hold of this and our media has to be stronger than ever 24 hours a day. We're live 24 hours a day. We have to put out that information and we're on the tail end of the world time clock. 24 hours a day and we're the last six hours. We're trailing what's happening in Tokyo. They're getting rid of unification party members in their government. 
Why? Because they need to. They have to. South Korea sitting there is like, a, when's the U.S. going to show up to gun and print? Well, we'll send a ship to the area and see if North Korea stopped. North Korea ain't stopping anything. They're going to continue to do what they, they, they want. And here we are talking with Joe Biden with all his positive, good economic news. Attack line uh, earlier today, you dropped it here just a moment ago, but the full line was mega, mega trickle down. Um, surely you consider your student loan forgiveness program um, to be an antidote to that. But th here's a problem, I think, for you. What a weak country, weak men, weak men leading this country with giveaways and handouts and can I be a girl and can I be a boy and you know what that's not fair and they're making too much money and let's attack people who have money and resources our country has come apart it is over unless in the next 15 days you give us a fighting chance and it's a glimmer of hope even with a takeover of of the senate and the house there isn't this restoring there isn't restoring anything. There's more of this. And, and Democrats, despite all the good economic news, low unemployment, record job creation, um, wage increases, Social Security, um, cost of living adjustment to 8.7%, the highest in 40 years. And yet, poll after poll shows that the, uh, American, the American people trust Republicans That's on right. the economy. And, and not think that you. Republicans should control Congress. And we'll get that guy's answer. That is your president with a 45-second preamble. Back on the top Live, 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. We're up to date. Let's dive into The Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Rock of Talk, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, Eddie at 1600, KIVA, BQ.FM, Rock of Talk, .com. Hour 2, coming at you here in the ABQ today. Roku TV, Amazon, Fire, Apple TV, love the Roku. Of course, uh, you can uh, find us on podcasts at Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify here at the 5 o'clock hour. You can also do Telegram and Twitter. I think Nat's working on all that stuff. Uh, not to mention rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com on your apps. Download those apps. Uh, thanks, everybody. It's been a record. Uh, it's been a banner month. You guys are excited about the election, as you should be. Uh, Mark Ronchetti get the Albuquerque Journal endorsement, so that is uh, pretty cool. Uh, I read all the stuff. Uh, I will not repeat it. You can go back and listen to the uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, Mexico's largest newspaper, according to the RGA, Back GOP Mark challenge uh, GOP challenger Mark Ronchetti for governor. One of the most scathing Ed Board endorsements written about an incumbent politician you will ever read. Violent crime is harming, traumatizing, and quite literally killing too many New Mexicans. So for the rest of that, of course, you can go to uh, uh, rpnm.com, uh, I think, I hope. Uh, so that, that's there. So we're, we're if we kept it on the crime, if we kept it on the economy, we know that we can win, even in New Mexico, despite the fact that it mostly falls on deaf ears. Only all people, all they care about is pot. All they care about seemingly is abortion. Just dumb issues. Um, both of them are, are really dumb. And they don't care much about crime. They don't care much about economic security. Michelle Lujan Grisham's throwing out these false, and I've got some of the videos from this. I, I will probably share them by a rock of talk. Uh, dot news where you can follow along with the show here in hour number two as i'm trying to get all the questions uh, answered today we answered the first one what is there to be afraid of with a digital currency how about everything absolutely everything china sweden uk now implementing it with their brand new uh, pnm rishi sunak who's a 
conservative, quote unquote conservative, we of course uh, know that he is not. Okay. So if we focus on the economic issues and uh, they want to digitize us and put us all on EBT cards, uh, we get uh, Joe Biden dealing with his people's media, MSNBC, right? CNN, the Communist News Network. Polls show that Americans trust you, Republicans, on the economy. Our candidates, the Republicans across the country, they trust Trump. They trust DeSantis. Take your pick. In Arizona, where they're having a town hall today with Carrie Lake, they trust her. They trust um, out in Nevada, Adam Laxalt, who is uh, Pete Domenici's son. He's going to get elected. He's going to. They're going to send him. It's going to be 52-48, maybe 53-47. I still think it's 52-48. And, and 227 to uh, 205 uh, in the House. I think that's the way that it, I think that that's the way that it actually uh, looks going forward. So here's Joe Biden bumbling Joe with his response to that 45 second preamble from MSNBC that was trying to help him out, but he can't seem to answer anything more than a direct question that isn't more than uh, 10 words. Here he goes. How do you, how well, do you first break of all, through that? I'm not sure about the polls. Because, you know, the way people can... He's not sure what a recession is. He'll play any politics any way that he possibly... He'll just make stuff up as he can. Duck polls a day. It's hard. 90% of it is you get on a telephone where you have to call seven times to get somebody to... No, uh, that would be 200 times because no one wants to answer polls anymore. People are done with polls. Answer the phone, number one. Number two, a lot of what we've done and we've passed has not kicked in yet. Oh, okay. You just wait for it to kick in. Yeah, wait for all that money printing and that inflation to really kick in. We'll see how it's really going. You can't play both sides, Joe. You can't say you're coming to rescue us, have continued inflation, say your inflation battle plan hasn't kicked in yet, yet we continue to experience inflation. We know that by you forgiving all the student debt forgiveness that you're doing at $4,000 per taxpayer in the United States, that's going to add to a lot of inflation, Joe. For example, you know, we have all this money to rebuild the highways, bridges, internet, et cetera. When someone says all this money, uh, all that money creates, again, let's say it all in unison, inflation. But it's going to take time. It's not all happening overnight. It's not like we passed the law and all of a sudden the highways and bridges are all functioning. It's not like we're in a position where we're saying no senior, which we do, is going to have to pay more than $2,000 a year for the drug costs. Even so, some are paying Always 13, 14, 15 with help of their families because of cancer drugs and the like. It hadn't kicked in. It doesn't kick in until next year. So a lot of what we've done, people are are hurting. They're hurting because, you know, when you when you take away that margin for people sitting around the kitchen table and they're paying, you know, three times as much or two times or one and a half times as much for the gasoline, it matters. I grew up in a family where when that occurred, it was a discussion at home. Um, and so I think this is a process of people making sure that what we say we're doing really is going to happen. And they, and so that's why these last several weeks what I'm doing is saying, here's what we're for. Here's what they're for and make a choice and vote. And it'll never, it'll never happen. Like it'll never happen. The- so we know that none of this stuff is ever, is ever going to happen. So we're at a point where all this inflation is already kicked in. We already know that they printed out all this money. We know that the economy is going to get worse. And this is why he's saying there's going to be an economic depression. That's why he's saying that. Uh, We're going to crash the economy. You've already crashed the economy. He knows it. His people know it. 
And this is why right now, we, all of us who love this country, are trying our very best to put the brakes on. We're, we're coming, we're over here trying to put the brakes on because the Democrats, if they continue, they'll destroy what's left of this country. According to the Washington Times, the summer euphoria for House Democrats thinking they had a momentum to defend their slim majority has given way to a new reality. They're walking into an election day buzz, according to the Washington Times. In the eyes of political handicappers, Republican gains for control of the House is a foregone conclusion. The only thing left is to sort out how big the government majority will be for the remainder of President Biden's third term. They're not going to let their own guy get impeached because that's exactly what's going to happen day one when we get in there. Why is that going to happen day one when we get in there? Because that's what we want to do. We want to get rid of Joe Biden. If we don't get rid of Joe Biden, it's going to continue to get worse and worse. 550, 5,500. My second question uh, for all of you rock of talkers, will the economy win the election for the Republicans? Across the country, yes. Will it win the election for Mark Ronchetti? I think it absolutely will. But we have to make it more of an important issue. Certainly Joe Monahan, the local news media isn't going to do it. I mean, we're not at a position right now where we're making this thing something that is on the front pages. But the Albuquerque Journal at least gave that their they at least they gave their endorsement. And that's what's important. 550, 50, 500. Let me read some of your texts that have come into the Kiva before we as always I appreciate uh, your text. According to Democrats, children seven to ten years old are capable of making lifelong gender reassignment decisions. Does that mean they can also make contracts, drink alcohol, buy cars, guns and property? I thought it was the reason we have an age of majority because younger teens and children don't have a developed thought process yet. Good text. Bob in Las Lunas says, just a couple of issues to bring. I know digital currency situation, gas has been discussed by you and Zanetti, but maybe the listeners need a refresher, maybe a call in to answer questions about what force, to, well, probably starting full force in January, 2023. I can't give you any more information. You'll have to subscribe at rockoftalk.chat. Also the other thing, and it's free today. Also the other thing I see is that our newer generation doesn't understand what is happening to their future. We older generation individuals know what is happening and we'll fight as long as we can. But unless Gen X and Z wake up to their losing their freedoms, then forever that will be enslaved and China will take over. Hi, Eddie. Carl's Jr. only takes cars now. They don't take cash anymore. There it is, already in practice. Your CBC and UK news are alarming. Seems like a prequel to the real-life B for Vendetta. The Founding Fathers knew the dangers of central banks, according to Kieran. Congress will have power. We'll bring it back in three here in the Kiva. Two years ago, that album was released. Smashing Pumpkins released their album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, the most underrated band of the 1990s, and it is a Smashing Pumpkins hour. Not, again, not for Halloween or for any other thing, but uh, because that album was released. 550, 5500. I had to take care of some technical issues, so I apologize uh, for having to step away for a sec. It's, it's only me. Let me uh, finish up here. Election oversight complaint error pair causes undercount in elections. 
people sending me stuff like that. How does unseating Biden to be replaced by Kamala help us? Well, I think it embarrassed them for one. I don't know that Kamala sliding in is any better. And I know that the Democrats don't particularly like her as well. We're not looking for strategy here. We're just looking to sort of stop the bleeding of uh, what Joe Biden is doing. I think we can all agree on that uh, at this time. 550, 5500, a poll question. Are you quiet quitting your job? I want to know. Send that in. And uh, I want to know also, does the Trump DeSantis feud even exist? And I kind of want to keep the focus there because I see the Republicans coming together. There doesn't seem to be any division, at least nationally, within the Republican Party. There certainly is here locally. And, you know, that seems like it's always the case. There's a lot of bad hombres uh, controlling. Uh, Steve Pierce isn't one of them. Certainly Mark Ronchetti isn't one of them. I don't think Susanna Martinez uh, is is one of them, but you know, I want to I want to know from all of you does does it actually even exist? Because in Arizona, there is a feud between DeSantis's people and Trump people. Carrie Lake's people backed, or excuse me, Donald Trump's people backed Carrie Lake, and the other person, uh, you know, DeSantis was kind of in Robeson's corner, and they've all come together. They're fighting back against California. They know what is at stake. And we can definitely do the same thing here. But across the country, you don't see that rift any longer. You don't have to choose between the two. In fact, the Democrats have basically put the two of them uh, together uh, at this time. And I'm pretty happy about that. So uh, here's what's happening next door with Blake Masters. And what would seemingly be an unelectable guy, a guy who's getting outspent six to one, and I think this shows Monchetti is almost on par as far as the fundraising. Okay. And remember, it's all about inflation, crime, maybe a little bit of immigration here, but really not much. I don't even think it's on the top 10 nationally. It just isn't for whatever reason, it hasn't taken off. I think we've become too soft again as a country, but take a listen uh, here as Blake Masters looks like he is going to beat Mark Kelly with a little bit of help of Lake, which is all the Trumpers, and of course, Trump got behind uh, uh, Masters. Take a listen. Uh, but Republicans are starting to open, pretty, open up a pretty significant gap on some of the biggest issues that motivate voters. Inflation, crime, issues around the economy, double-digit plus gap. That's what the campaign has been about. That's what the ads have been focused on. Now, Democrats have their issues as well. They're, they have yawning uh, advantages on things like gun violence, abortion, climate change. Did you guys notice another school shooting here just in time for the election? Notice how those things always happen at the time. It's not conspiracy theory. It's it, it's a fact. The problem for them, John, is that those aren't the issues that are motivating voters first and foremost, either in polls or, or talking to voters. It's those issues around the economy. And if this campaign is about inflation, high prices, about crime, Republicans have a big, big advantage. Okay, and here in Arizona, uh, uh, Senator Mark Kelly, uh, the Democrat, obviously running against Blake Masters, uh, tight race you have been saying that this could come down to something you're calling mccain democrats yeah and john this is a kind of a microcosm of what we've seen around the country keep in mind that right here this used to be red territory uh maricopa county fastest growing county in, in the country john mccain won right here in 2016 last time he's on the ballot by 15 points fast forward just four years though Mark Kelly and Joe Biden both win this state. Biden winning by barely 10,000 votes, one of the biggest upsets of the election cycle. So the battle right now, it's over suburban voters. It's over new voters in this fast-growing county. It's over Latino voters. These are the trends you're seeing everywhere. And this, this crop of voters, people that for decades voted Republican, now have been voting Democrat, where they land almost certainly determines where Arizona lands. And if you want to see why that matters, John, take a look at this. If just this one Senate seat 
flips. If Blake Masters is able to beat uh, Mark Kelly uh, in a few weeks, Republicans go from a four in 10 chance to an eight in 10 chance to take the Senate. Uh-uh. There it is. So we take the Senate. We pick up that. We might pick up New Hampshire now uh, as well, which might get us 53-47. But it looks, it's looking right now like a 52-48. I'm not even counting Georgia at this point because that could make it uh, 54-46. The likelihood of that happening, as you just heard, and that's a state away, folks. If it could happen over there, it could definitely happen over here. We'll catch up when we return here in the Kiva. from Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, at least on this day in 95. Back in uh, 1940 on this day, uh, we don't have it anymore, but the 40-hour work week, nice little click there at rockoftalk.news, went into effect under the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. So on this day in 1940, people were back to work pre-war at that time. Also back in 72 on this day, Hall of Famer Jackie Robinson. So Jackie Robinson, Rosa Parks both die on this day. Jackie Robertson, who broke in Major League Baseball's modern era of color barrier in 47, died in Stamford, Connecticut at 53. And in 2005, civil rights icon Rosa Parks died in Detroit at the age of 92, both on the uh, very same day. A uh, little, little trivia there uh, for, for you trivia guys uh, <laughs> that are out there. Okay, so uh, we're finding out that there just is no rift between DeSantis and Trump. They're working on the same time. Now, Daily Caller did an article talking about registered Republicans. And it says, more believe that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida should wield considerable influence over the party's platform than former President Donald Trump. Okay, so that's a good thing. But also tell you why it doesn't matter. The good part is, well, states are left amongst themselves are all competing with each other. It's a dog and pony show. They're competing for residents, people to move to places like Nevada and now Arizona and you know, Florida, you know, take your pick. You know, a lot of people going to, you know, Idaho and Montana, even though that's not really a red state, and Wyoming, definitely a red state, okay? 72% response in the poll chose DeSantis as the politician who should have a great deal or a good amount of influence on the party. Here's the difference on this poll that I think is really important is the fact that they just took this poll and this shows how, how much Trump has pulled away. Now, he's endorsed. He had an unbelievable record in terms of his endorsement. And this is just to get his guys across. I think he had all of eight or nine or 10 losses in those primaries. I mean, it was when, when Donald Trump's endorsed candidate lost, it was a big deal. People were like, oh, wow, look, Trump doesn't have the pool anymore. He has a higher clip post-2020 in 2022 than he did back in 2020, than he did back in 2018 or even 2016, okay? 64% the parties uh, of the Republicans surveyed 64% went for Trump. Wait, 72% for DeSantis, 64% for Trump. Who are the 8% holdouts? It's pretty much all Republicans. We're together, baby. We are coming together at the right time. The uh, chair of the party, Ron McDaniel, thank you for doing such a great job. I think uh, Steve Pierce is doing a pretty good job, uh, you know, here, even though he should probably be doing, in my opinion, way more for Mark Ronchetti. Okay, but we do see him. We know that he's, as far as the factions of the camp go, he's working hard to get Yvette Harrell, Jay McCluskey, and that crew. We need more field people out there are doing a good job ha- handling Mark Ronchetti. July-September poll showed DeSantis defeating Trump in the New Hampshire Republican primary. You know what? Nobody cares. 
reform of Republican primary. You know what? Nobody cares. Race to the White House has DeSantis over Trump. You know what? Nobody cares. This is what they try to do when they try to gaslight is, uh, us into fighting with each other. DeSantis isn't fighting with Trump. Trump isn't fighting with DeSantis. 618 registered voters, margin of error 4% on all this. This was all just taken last week. And guess what? They asked DeSantis for a comment. No comment. That's right. Because here's what's happening in Arizona. Town Hall writing, Rachel Alexander. You got the link at rockoftalk.news. Mainstream media has been saying since 2020 that Arizona is purple or even turning blue. I would say it's become very blue, but the pushback over the last year and a half, and this single-handedly is done by the powerful campaign of Kerry Lake. Kerry Lake. Almost every one of the candidates, she writes, endorsed in Arizona by Trump is expected to win, even with mainstream pollers predicting so. There you go. Now, why can't we do that in the state of New Mexico? Now, that there's a three... Three points on that. I'm going to give it to you. One, it's the media. The media. 4, 7, 13, uh, KKOB, and the Albuquerque Journal, okay? They're all anti-Trumps, okay? All, all four of them. Four or five of them, excuse me. Anti-Trump. Have been, didn't get behind Trump, make snide remarks about him all the time. You know, really sort of skirt and go more towards the left. If those... Any, if there was any sort of tip of the, you know, oh, maybe Trump's not so bad, or maybe we were doing it good during, things would have been fine. It would have been fair. That, 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 that's something that should have worked, but it didn't, okay? Point two, the party, okay? Coy Griffin has done a terrible job of advocating for Donald Trump, even going so far as to one time, what did he do? I mean, he, he basically destroyed Trump's reputation in the state of New Mexico. I think that's pretty fair to say with what happened in January 6th and allowing himself to be portrayed a certain way. He didn't have to go that far out there. Coy is not a bad person, okay? He's a hard fighter, and that is good, but he stuck his neck so far out, and then he went against Donald Trump. And there, there's this sort of, like, kind of crazy anti-Republican patriot wing of whatever they're a wing of. They're no longer part of the Republican Party. But that has a large, to a large degree, just gives everybody a bad idea about who Trump is. Those aren't Trump supporters, folks. They can say they're, they're Trump, you know, my way or the highway, you know, get her done. Well, I don't care. But that's not what a Trump supporter is, in my opinion. So Trump has got, the second point is it just, that's not going to come together because the group inside the Republican Party has no use for that group that's out there saying that they're fighting the fight, you know, doing this and that. It just doesn't matter, okay? They, they went out, they went out and, and endorsed Karen Bedoni. I've basically taken care of Karen Bedoni. She's out of the way, okay? All right, the third point, and I think the most important point, and this goes for all of you, a lack of political conviction and opportunity. You might remember a broadcast where I was getting after people. And, you know, I went back in 2016, you know, I think when, when Paul endowed Paul Guessing and Dan Musco were working with the Real Gandhi Foundation. They came in here and told me 50 ways from Sunday why Donald Trump wasn't going to win. I told them exactly why it was going to happen. Okay, I was right. They were wrong. Pretty, pretty simple, pretty clean. I remember the day before. And then I told you all to keep the faith the entire time. I said, you need to advocate for Trump. I had Langston in studio the very next day. He came in for like one of his first early broadcasts. We're waving the Trump flag. What we didn't do in the state of New Mexico by from normal people, Okay. By that, I mean people who aren't so far out there that they have their heads planted firmly in their ass. Okay. I'm talking about just normal people. People go to work, come home, 
saying that for Trump. They didn't advocate hard enough for Trump at their workplace, in their schools, and everywhere else. Just everyday Joe's just putting Trump for America, Trump 2016, Trump 2020, you know, voting for Trump. That's the that's the reason why what's happening in Arizona can't happen here in the state of New Mexico because you failed to sail and now we got to go back and get this whole thing all done all over again. So hopefully that'll be one to grow on in a generation and, and your kids will remember that that they need to go ahead and follow through with their candidate. For a guy of the private sector who did everything he possibly could to sacrifice for this country. Because right now, Donald Trump is as popular as ever, and all of his candidates are going to win a state away. That's going to be the big story. So I think we need to talk about Donald Trump in 2024, just for a moment, okay? And pardon me, this is a fourth topic uh, on the Rock of Talk uh, news today that you have to pay attention to. Just the News put this out. Former President Donald Trump slamming all Democrats for opposing oil, God, and guns. Well, you know, that is sort of the heart. But when it comes, well, take a listen. Let's let the guy go. I mean, he's, he's, he's great. America. And in 2024, most importantly, we are going to take back our magnificent White House. We're going to take it back. Together, we'll fight for more jobs for American families, fair trade for American workers, and more American factories forging more products stamped with that beautiful phrase. You know what it is? Made, made in, in the USA. Made in the USA. It's a beautiful phrase. We'll shut. So there he is. Economic nationalism. You got economic populism. You know, these are good things. And then, of course, we're into free trade. But we probably have to do a lot more of our. So we don't get killed from the Chinese and all these other companies on the trades because that trade imbalance, oh, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. You got more money going out than coming in. Does, it, does your bank account work when you got more money going out than coming in? We have people who don't know what the hell they're doing. They're against oil, God, and guns, and we're going to take back the White House in 2024. That seems to me probably the best, the best example that Donald Trump is going to run again in 2024. Unless, of course, the FBI or big tech or social media or you, most importantly, don't stand up for yourself. Now, there's a reason why all these various social medias and, and, very, and like the rock of talk has been, you know, more independent, not dependent upon, you know, YouTube and all this other stuff. I've been banned on YouTube and banned pretty much everywhere else. Okay, Facebook, for sure. So we have to find a different way to communicate. This is your best opportunity to communicate. I'm getting lots and lots of discussion. How come Republicans aren't advertising in your station? How come Republicans don't get your, well, they already know that I'm already on board, right? They already know all this stuff. They know that we're there. They know that I'm advocating for them, but now they're taking me for granted. Just like you guys took Donald Trump for granted. You want to run, you want to win, you want to get noticed, you get on the rock of talk back in three. Twenty-two years ago today, 
Uh, is it is it 22? Yeah, five. Let's see. 90, 05, 15, 25. That's 27 years ago that album was released. And it was a good one. Wanna go for a ride? Yeah, good stuff. All right, 549 here in the Kiva. Hopefully you'll head out there and uh, see Rudy and um, visit with him a little bit. So uh, how is that uh, anti-Trump sentiment work? It's, it's destroyed political careers. And it was, yes, folks, five years ago on this day, Jeff Flake, aptly named, uh, made all just so I could have to this moment, announced that he would not seek re-election in 2018. He'd been critical of the GOP's path under President Donald Trump five years ago on this day. Uh, let's hear from uh, the good man, uh, I guess, in his own words on the floor of the U.S. Senate. President, I rise today to address a matter that has been very much on my mind at a moment when it seems that our democracy is more defined by our discord and our dysfunction than by our own values and principles. <laughs> uh, let me begin by noting a somewhat obvious point that these offices that we hold are not ours indefinitely. Oh, okay. Thanks. We're not here simply to mark time. Okay, Sustained incumbency is certainly not the point of seeking office. And there are times when we must risk our careers in favor of our principles. Now is such a time. So much principles. It must also be said that I rise today with no small measure of regret. Turncoat. Regret because of the state of our disunion. Loser. Regret because of the disrepair and destructiveness of our politics. You're a disgusting human being. Regret because of the indecency of our discourse. Oh. Regret because of the coarseness of our leadership. Oh, well. Regret for the compromise of our moral authority. And by our, this is what I mean all of our weakness complicity in this alarming and dangerous yeah. state of affairs. You're the only one complicit. There. It is time for our complicity and our accommodation of the unacceptable to end. Oh, well, I'm just glad he ended, right? I think we're all pretty happy that, that he was gone. Because now uh, that potentially could go to Blake Masters, right? And Arizona can turn red again, right? Uh, red on the right. Red to the right, red to the left. It'd be nice if it was red to the north, but we know they got red to the north and the west in Utah. But, you know, Oklahoma's pretty good. Good, good people out in uh, in uh, Oklahoma. So it's so interesting to me because the federal agencies are coming down on you. They've come down on me already. Right? They're coming down on you. WND writing about this. Sixty-seven federal agencies pushing. Big tech to censor Americans. Well, we know they uh, went after Donald Trump. Was, the feds did. Only days ago, it was revealed the Departments of State and Homeland Security had a program during the 2020 election folks, through which federal officials could tell a private consortium which messages they didn't like. And guess what the members would do? They would lobby social media and censor those. Hey, hence, I got censored and many other people who were standing up, who actually had backbone, who had principles, who had values, who stood up for what they believed, Jeff Flake. Kevin McCarthy, get rid of Kevin. Kevin have you seen Kevin McCarthy lately? We might, we might need to get a new guy. After Representative Kevin McCarthy as a candidate to be House Speaker of the Republicans become House Majority in November, promised an investigation. Sure. Going to make deals, right? Miranda Devine at the New York Post has revealed that 67 officials or agencies, including the FBI, have been accused of apparent First Amendment violations. Her evidence comes from the little-noticed federal lawsuit, Missouri versus Biden. How, notice how everything is sort of taking place in Missouri right now. It's a weird thing. Home of Rush, L. Rushbo, the greatest. They'll ever be a better. 
generating an astonishing evidence that entrenched censorship scheme cooked up between the federal government and big tech. Fascism, folks. That's what fascism looks like. Companies getting together with the government to come down on you. She writes, the strategy would make communist China proud. Her own publication, Divine's own publication, became a victim. When the FBI went to Facebook and warned with great specificity to watch out for a dump of Russian disinformation pertaining to Joe Biden, and they did. A lawsuit summarized by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who said, we allege, and I quote, top-ranking Biden administration officials colluded with the social media companies, like you heard on Joe Rogan and Facebook and Zuckerberg. There's a suppress, suppress speech about the Hunter Biden laptop story, the origins of COVID-19, and the efficacy of the mask, and, of course, election integrity. Federal judge has already ordered Fauci and Jean-Pierre to turn over their records at this, at this point. Report also said that civil action by the AGs in the two states overlaps with several cases, separate cases by former New York Times reporter Alex Berenson, who charges that internal Twitter documents more confirmed that internal tricky document, Twitter documents and Slack conversations showing Biden administration officials instructed the social media company to deplatform him because he was dissenting from the official line on school lockdowns and the efficacy of the vaccine. Berenson's a great man. Been doing some really good stuff. So, will Donald Trump be able to push through all of this? That remains to be seen. Okay? He's got a long road ahead. Steve Bannon in prison for four, four, four months. Okay? Seems like everything happened last couple of weeks, right? There was me. There was Steve Bannon. There was Alex Jones. There was Donald Trump getting subpoenaed. It's like just boom. Just everybody just getting the hammer. Boom, boom, boom. I did it to myself. But nonetheless, I mean, it, it's all happening like right now. You know, the, the universe sort of works that way. Kind of weird, right? It's like, oh, we got we to gotta, we gotta make examples just, just ahead of the election. The airport. Who gets pulled over at the airport? I, I do. Okay. So Steve Bannon is out and about. And he's trying to hold his own. I, and I'm, I'm not the biggest Steve Bannon fan because of that whole thing where people, and I did know several people. Several people who do. Oh, of course, these these things are. He was on with with Tucker Carlson, and that's already been banned. Like this stuff is just getting stripped all the time. Bannon tells Tucker Carlson Garland will be impeached by next year. Okay, Merrick Garland of FBI, FBI is going to be impeached by next year. That might end up happening, but we can't play the audio or the video on it. I can't I can't get to this stuff fast enough. I feel like I have to do this show like way way early in order to get this stuff off, so I can play it and then get it get it all set. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. Because they've gone after all of us. 550, 50, 500, 550, 50, 500. I'm really, okay, that's very nice. Uh, let's see. Okay, so since we can't suppress what I'm going to talk about during the third hour, and we're going to go back to Dan Burrell. We're going to go back to Hunter Biden. This is all stuff I started on Thursday. If you missed Thursday, you want to go back and listen to Thursday, okay? Because we're going we're gonna to hit upon this. And there's so much stuff that we have to hit into. And I want you to stay with me. We're going to come back very quickly. I'm going to spend the first part of the 6 o'clock hour all the way to the bottom of the hour focusing on Dan Burrell. Okay? The only reason I started paying attention to him is they wrote about him in the Albuquerque business first. I'm like, oh, let's go back to everything I was talking about, you know, three years ago. Let's go back and talk about BGK. Let's start talking about the company that was acquired by, that acquired BGK. And how Bill Richardson was involved and how you had Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and like all of these guys, where do they get all this money from? They just work for the government or daddy works for the government. 
Okay, they're making deals with the Chinese and the Russians that we found 40 million printed in the Daily Mail. Hmm, I wonder how that story got to the Daily Mail. Tranched. And now you got Virgin Galactic. We've been fo- I've been focused on uh, Virgin Galactic for a very long time, way past two and a half years ago. And specifically, Arizona, West Virginia, and Mississippi, and talking about as an economic development tool, and I'm going to drill all the way from the top to the bottom on all this so that you understand how this corruption is getting done. Because Michelle Lujan Grisham is pulling in all of the cavalry. Okay? Somebody texted me earlier about the cavalry. It's like, something about, uh, what, did, what did you write? Eddie, cavalry was the hill on which Jesus was crucified. Cavalry is a group of horse-mounted soldiers. Cavalry. Okay. I'm sorry, Cal, Calvary, Calvary. I, incidentally, I went to Legacy. I had the best service of my life going to Legacy Church. Uh, thanks uh, to everybody over at Legacy. It was, uh, you, you hear about people having a religious experience. I don't think I've ever had a religious experience except for one time in uh, New York Cathedral, St. Patrick's in, in New York City. That was a religious experience. One time, I went to two masses over there. One, one was a religious experience because something very strange happened. And the second religious experience happened yesterday at Steve Smotherman's church. And Steve did not even give. That's the best church, folks. You guys, you guys looking for a church? Go to, go to Legacy. I'm, I'm going to go to Legacy. That's a great church. And I've been waiting on going there. I don't mind you being uh, uh, anal about that. That's totally fine. You can correct me on anything you want. I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Uh, by the way, Natalie, Vote Red New Mexico Caravan. Fight for 505 presenting... October 25th and November 4th. Meet up at the Cottonwood Mall, Southeast parking lot. Roll out 4 p.m. Eastbound Alameda. You guys are going to have a caravan. Friends don't let friends vote Democrat. Bring signs, flags, friends, right? Vote red, Republican on your vehicle. Everybody uh, on there. Freedom Families United, Fight for 505, the radio station, everybody involved. So I'm going to be back really quickly. We're going to uncover all the corruption. I'm going to tell you how we're run by the Chinese. All that's coming up next. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. on this day back in 1980, recognized, he received a diss that he was the 
best songwriter, most, uh, I don't know, most loved songwriter of uh, all time. 550 500 Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting, and Stitcher SoundCloud, and Spotify, Audible as well. And don't forget, you can download the free apps at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. And you got all the show notes for you subscribers only starting tomorrow below the paywall. Uh, you will, free month, you got a free month there. So we can kind of get everything in order and get everything all set up. And we're going to start from the very top because there is a massive load of corruption here in the state of New Mexico. And I alluded, you know, to the whole thing last week with regard to Dan Burrell. Like, who is Dan Burrell? Is he a schemer? <laughs> is he somebody that is working in close conjunction with government officials? Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. He is uh, all those things and then some. Um, Eddie Gilbert of BGK got pardoned, okay? So that was Bill Richardson's doing. Bill Richardson then ascends to become the head of BGK. BGK, the long, largest uh, commercial property owner in the state of New Mexico, I sold a building directly to BGK for $10.3 million, okay? I gave you a whole meet about Dan Burrell. He's head of a lot of things in New Mexico, uh, in and out of New Mexico, been to Montana, been to Colorado. Uh, now he's back here uh, as of October 14th, and uh, very interesting. I gave you the list of the site map of Rosemont Realty, which became Gemini Rosemont, and where all these cats get all this money? Uh, who's getting this whole thing? Because now Burrell Aviation plans to build a $72 million cargo facility. So let's do the unraveling, shall we? And uh, let's go straight uh, from the very top, which I think it's really important that we hit this. And, you know, folks, this is a, this is a lot of material to digest, okay? We've talked about Richard Branson. We're gonna talk, We're going to tie everything together. And we're going to continue to pound and pound on this right up until the election and probably then some. Lujan Grisham, Richard Branson, and Dan Burrell. Dan Burrell is actually the bag man for one Hunter Biden. Burrell gets money from the New Mexico legislature. Biden infrastructure and something called the RISE Fund, okay? Branson is the founder of the Rise Fund. What do we know about Richard Branson? He cranked out a billion dollars while the state of New Mexico has yet to fly anything in 2022. Last uh, last year, J July 9th, you remember what happened? This whole charade that he did. Oh, I made it into space. No, he didn't even make it past X1. Okay. 232,000 uh, feet. Very interesting because you go to the Rise Fund and you look at a list of the founders. Uh, let's let's go through them, shall we? Lynn Beinehoff, Jim Coulter, Jeff Skoll, Bono. Yep, Bono's in New Mexico, folks. Uh, Melanie Hobson, Reed Hoffman, Mo Ibrahim, Pierre Omidar. Uh, do you know who Pierre Omidar? Anybody? Uh, eBay? Anybody? eBay? eBay? Paul Pullman. Okay. And so Richard Branson. English money right here. No, it, it is not English money. It's Chinese money. The Rise Fund. The Rise Fund's board is a group of experienced investors, right? They've made so much money with a deep personal and professional commitment to driving social and environmental, key, key word, environmental change. All while they're telling you, selling you on this, uh, the, the, the good things that they're doing. Kind of crazy, okay? Now you can go to Burrell Aviation, and you need to understand that Burrell is the bag man 
for a missing $752 million of a crypto watt pump and dump in Montana. All right. So Lujan Grisham pushes Richard Branson. She was out there for the launch. Oh, there's high-fiving Branson, Richardson. Oh, look, look what we did for $1.2 billion pump and dump. You might remember uh, talking a lot about Shamath Palapatia. Like, oh, yeah, I've heard it. No, been talking about it for way too long. Virgin Galactic, current stock value below $4, okay? Investors say Virgin Galactic failure to launch space tourism assets basically have no cash value other than what they actually have as far as sticks and bricks, bricks and mortar, okay? They put a contract at $4, a strike price of the current buy of 51 cents. It's bankrupt. How is this not one of the biggest economic debacles in the history of the state of New Mexico? No, let's call it for what it is. It is the biggest economic debacle. This woman couldn't lead herself out of, out of a wet paper bag if she gained another 100 pounds. Michelle Lujan Grisham and her cronies. Cronies. They'll also collect a premium, putting the cost basis of shares at a current $3.50 before broker commissions. To an investor already interested in purchasing SPCE, that could represent an attractive alternative pay, the $4.17, roughly the current share, as of October the 21st. All this information coming by way of NASDAQ. And that's the way we have to look at this as investors. You're an investor. We're all investors here in the state of New Mexico. Interesting call. Interesting space put and call options for December the 16th. This dated October the 21st. This is coming up post-election. This should be news, front page news. Where's Kevin Robinson, Avila? Where's 4713? Where's all the high-fiving, glad-handing going on? They say... Space saw new options become available this week for December 16th expiration at Stock Options Channel. Their yield boost formula has looked up and down the space options change for new December 16th contracts and identified one put and one call contract of particular interest. The put at $4 strike price is the current bid of just 51 cents. If an investor wants to sell to an open that put contract, they're committing to purchase the stock at a, at $4, but will also collect the premium, putting the cost basis share again at $3.50. For an investor already interested in purchasing shares of space, that could represent an attractive alternative to the only $4.17. Now we're just looking at the money, okay? There's a chart showing the trailing 12-month trading history for Virgin Galactic, folks. It is unbelievable. They went from $20 billion to total market cap of $4 billion. There's nothing there. There's no there there. Or excuse me, the $20 to $4, excuse me, as far as stock, not the market cap. That's an entirely different thing. I doubt it's a, I doubt it's a billion dollars with a pump and dump that's going on. According to NASDAQ, turning the call side of the option, the call contract at $5 strike price has a current bid of $0.35. Cents. If an investor was to purchase shares of space stock at the current price, and then sell to an open call contract as covered call, they're committing to sell the stock at $5, considering that call seller will also collect the premium that would drive the total return of 28.3% if the stock gets called away at the December 16th expiration. Let's leave it there. Let's continue and go down. We might be going uh, some extra time here. Now let's go back to Hunter Biden. He should be in the news, should have been in, in, in the news two years ago during the presidential, but that didn't happen. So. Burrell getting the money from a company, and I want 
everybody to not laugh when you hear this word. Dongpo Capital. Hunter Biden bagman Dan Burrell getting money from a company called Dongpo Capital. Stay with me here. He's the managing director of the Burrell Group. This guy's not even 50. Where'd he get all this money? He notified Tallahassee reports that the Burrell Group ended their relationship with Dongpo Capital a number of years ago. Mr. Burrell said he's in contract contact with Dongpo Capital to remove all mentions of the Burrell Group from Dongpo Capital website. Oh, not fast enough, apparently, because here it is. Dongpo Capital was referenced in a previous version of articles. According to this, Burrell Diversified Investments is a parent company of Burrell Aviation, who the state of New Mexico, who the state of New Mexico is getting $72 million to build a warehouse cargo facility for what? I have no idea. I don't know, float drugs? Carrying some booty in from Mexico and China? Fentanyl? This was according to reports registered with the Florida Division of Corporations August 18th of last year. Burrell Aviation has registered Burrell Aviation LLC this year. This year, you registered a company. Nine months later, you're getting $72 million. Burrell Aviation Sanford, March 9th of 2022. And Burrell Aviation Brooksville, March 9th, 2022. In late 19, 2019, the Burrell Group formed the Burrell Aviation Group. Oh, well, Michelle Lujan Grisham was probably all geared up. Hey, I got something for you, Danny boy. I'm coming for you, Danny boy, which is focused on meeting the growing demand for air cargo, freight, and logistics solutions in the continental United States, Mexico, and Canada. Company through a public-private partnership model. Where have we heard that before from Michelle Lujan Grisham? Involving federal, state, and local government is repositioning regional and municipal airports that have been underutilized and operate outside of North America's core supply chain. Another uh, pump and dump here for another friend of the important people, Bill Richardson, Michelle Lujan Grisham, and, of course, Hunter Biden. We'll pick it up there when we return here in the Kiva. That song just makes me think of uh, Deadpool. You know, you know what uh, scene that is. That's a good one. <laughs> Neil Sedaka recorded uh, that particular song in 1960. So there you go. It's uh, completely remastered. Uh, what was it? 62 years ago. Wow. Time flies. A lot of calendars. 62 calendars uh, in all uh, to get to that. Uh, 550, uh, 5500. Yeah, Paul McCartney received a disc from officials with the number one songwriter. So uh, that was uh, correct by the way. Um, might continue past the six o'clock, seven o'clock hour, uh, entertaining some other things uh, as well. All right. So let's, let's continue. Shall we? <clears throat> 550, 5,500. So I told you that those LLCs were all registered just this year. Okay. All of them were registered just this year, January and two in March. Calendar, calendar, Dan Burrell. Okay. Public private partnerships. The object 
is to reposition regional municipal airports that have been underutilized and operate outside of North America's core supply chain. Here you go. There's $72 million, uh, direct from Joe Biden's uh, COVID relief fund. Uh, here's some other updates on that. Bring such airfield locations into a commercial network is the purpose of the Burrell Group to provide an alternative to a major hub location where freight carriers are experiencing rapidly escalating price structures. Oh, thanks, Dan. Thanks for the bailout. And congestion and delayed delivery times. Burrell Aviation to enter into a long-term lease. 30 to 50 years. What is this, a CVS? I'm one of those hard corners. <laughs> We're going to do a land lease at uh, 50 years. Why? <laughs> With municipality, uh, municipally owned airports dedicated to improving their airport infrastructure to accommodate a broad range of tenants. What, like Virgin Galactic? <laughs> like Spin Launch? Like it, all the tenancy is great, right? You do all this. Ten I think these guys are real smart doing all their uh, help. With Dongpo, Dong, this is a, this is tight. this is Dongpo for sure, Dongpu, to accommodate a broad range of tenants through a sublease agreement structure. Ooh, let me lease it back to us, and then we'll take this on as a sublease. Okay, we told you what we're going to do. You know, remember, all these people have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it; otherwise, they're cursed. This is according to the economic development opportunities at Tallahassee, foreign-backed company pursuing economic development opportunities at Tallahassee, and. Uh, I guess we could just go ahead and, and, and bring it here. All right, so let's get to Dongpo. What is Dongpo? Oh, boy. This is a very large question. And here's why it matters. Because money doesn't just grow on trees unless you're a Democrat. So if you go to Dongpo Capital and you look at... Uh, their background, you're starting trying to find, well, this, they've got a lot of money. They must have uh, quite the website. There's almost no website. The website doesn't exist. Dongpocap.com, D-O-N-G, Dongo. <laughs> what happened to the donger? <laughs> 16 candles, always good. So you go look at contact and let's look at who their principal is. And I went to go look, and it says Fergie May. Okay, was that a, is that a woman? Well, you go and look Fergie May, and you find some random dude who has a master's from a British uh, that you can't verify. And no CV, like, whatsoever. The CV just exists with a number of things. And the three times he's been in the news is when Fergie divorced the guy that was on Vegas, right? It, like, those are the three references to Fergie. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, the Duchess of York, right? The Duke and the Duchess of York. You remember Randy Andy, remember his uh, fiery redheaded uh, wife that he divorced because he was pursuing all the, the, little, the little dumplings around the world with his friend Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Fergie May, CFA. I don't know what this designation is, certified financial something or other. Fergie has over 20 years of investment experience in both the institutional public and private equity markets and has spent the majority of his career in Asia, Shanghai, and Hong Kong, as well as London. Dongpo Capital was founded in 2007. Interesting time. Pay attention there. To invest in growth stage environmental technology companies in Asia and Europe. A growing part of the business focus on Asian outbound capital flows, particularly into the UA, Europe, and US. So just... We just spray money everywhere. We give it to all of our Democratic friends, okay? 
And you're going to find out all of this right here, right now. Okay. From 2013 to 16, Fergie was concurrently a partner at Aspinall Capital Partners. I went to go look at that. I see the picture. That is definitely not his picture. Okay. I've looked for every reference to every place else. Can't even find it. Okay. That is a made up picture taken from some sort of weird icon somewhere. A growth stage private equity platform focusing on blah, blah, blah. Fergie started his career as fund manager at BlackRock Taipei. Okay. So we know all about the ESG and the BlackRock, and we knew it eventually dovetailed into something like that. Bank of China's second into Bank of China from 03 to 07 to help set their Sino American Asset Management JV based in Shanghai, China. Oh, it gets way more China than that. And an independent non-executive director, Fergie sits on a number of boards in Asian companies. Is also an executive member of International Technology Transfer Network in Beijing. He holds a master's degree from Edinburgh in Mandarin and Japanese and a CFA charter holder. Okay, so I guess it's something, whatever. Okay, let's go back to uh, the donger, shall we? Got a, got a, <clears throat> this is crazy. I mean, this much stuff they, they can get away with. That absolutely crazy what, what they can do. The Rise Fund, you've got Richard Branson, you've got the, the, the group committed to environmental whatever, okay? And you've got this Dongpo cap. Now, here's the companies. Get your pen and paper out, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to start clicking on some things at Dongpo cap. Who do they sponsor? Who do they fund? Where are these transfers from U.S., Asia, uh, European companies? Well, there's only a handful. And they're all directly tied, tied, uh, directly tied to Hunter Biden, Bill Richardson, Dan Burrell, and Devin Archer. And also Richard Branson. <gasps> we just made the connection. Same capital company, the Rise Fund, with Dongquo Capital right here. And now they're connected to a company called Virgin Racing. Here's Envision Racing. You go to Envision Dash Race, Division, uh, excuse me, Envision Dash Racing, and it goes directly to the company I've been telling you about, BGK. BGK becomes Rosemont. If you got Thursday's notes, you got Devin Archer, you got Bill Richardson, you got Dan Burrell, you've got Hunter R. Hunter Biden, Robinette Hunter Biden. Okay. Epstein didn't kill himself. See that right there behind me, right there? Epstein didn't kill himself, and you got all of the players right there. Gemini Rosemont. BGK becomes Rosemont, becomes Gemini Rosemont, becomes the firm that is completely and totally funded by Dongpo Capital, other than a few $40 million here, $40 million there, for, I don't know, some little investments from some Russian oligarchs. Gemini Rosemont is a commercial real estate company in, in specializing in Class A multi-tenant office properties. I sold one. Our company is founded on enduring relationships with investors, tenants, and employees. We believe that blah, 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 with the highest integrity in every interaction. 30-year track record. 30-year <laughs> track record? You haven't even been around 12 years, bro. Chris Hines. Oh, I, why have I known that? Oh, Hines 57? Yeah, no, no. Hines Ketchup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Who married the Hines Ketchup chick? After her senator husband died. Oh, that would be John Kerry. John Kerry, 2004 presidential candidate, current secretary. Of, what, what is he? Secretary of, 
secretary of some sort of environmental, so, someone send that to me. I don't even know what the man does. He flies around on a jet, then complains about the fact that everybody else should not be flying around on a jet. Dongpo Capital, Gemini Rosemont, and Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. Because you click on it, it says, in 2018, Virgin Racing, one of the Formula's most successful racing teams in Formula E, whatever that is, announced the world-leading renewable energy and technology company Envision is to become the majority team owner of that. Gemini Rosemont is a fully integrated real estate program that invests and manages high-quality commercial office properties throughout the United States. Okay. So what else does uh, Dongpo invest in? Oh, he's the climate czar. What, what, I don't even know what that is. Czar. Who would use that to describe anything? Oh, Dongpo Capital yeah, funds uh, what I told you guys uh, last week. Yeah. Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine. A sham of a medical school if there ever was one. The Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine at New Mexico State University is dedicated to improving the health of southwestern United States and northern Mexico through undergraduate, graduate, and continuing osteopathic medical education, research, and clinical service to the community. Well, your dad was a doctor. Your mom, like, hung out at home, Dan Burrell. How the hell did you get all this money to go ahead and start a college of uh, osteopathic medicine? <laughs> Dongpo. I know how. $40 million from the Russians. Uh, also have Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine. Is a privately funded, separately licensed, independently operated. Look at all this preamble. ICOM was founded to address the current and growing shortage of physician in the Mountain West and beyond. The flats at Ridgeview. Where's that located? Right next to the Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine. How many 47-year-olds you know own a college? How do you own a college? Well, you do all the uh, dirty work for all the rest of these people. That's how you do it. That's how you get it done. Okay? You start doing some baggage handling for all these guys. The flats at Ridgeview is situated within easy reach of the I-10 and close proximity to the Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine. This is great work if you could do it. When you guys get to do your life again, hey, just make friends with the very rich and the powerful and carry their money for them. Back in three, you and me. Do I even need to say the man's name? Live at the Apollo, sold over 1 million copies. James Brown, Celebrity Hot Tub. Yeah, no, not that. Living in America. All that good stuff uh, right there. It was released back in 62. Recorded on this day back in 62. It sold more than 1 million copies. Also, Clayton Kershaw back in 2017. Houston, I guess, is in the World Series. I don't pay much attention to that, but there it is. In a game that began in 103 degree heat, the Los Angeles Dollars opened Dollars, Dollars open the World Series with a 3-1 victory over the Strohs in Los Angeles. Los Angeles was the winning pitcher in his World Series debut. There it is, or debut, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> all right, shall we continue here? I will get to the uh, birthdays, including one actor, F. Murray Abraham. You got to know who the guy is. 
Yeah. Remember Omar from Scarface? He's 83. I tell you what, hot shot. Right? You got to click the, the picture. One of the best scenes. <laughs> He's sitting there like doing blow in the car. It's like, I'll give you five grand. You know, if you go show the cocaine to the car. I don't like Colombians, right? Tony Montana. All right. Sorry. Uh, a lot of digression here. Okay. Let's get back to the, uh, just the facts, ma'am. Little dragnet. Um, Dongpo Capital. We now know what Dongpo Capital does. We know that capital comes from other places and all that filthy money comes here to the state of New Mexico and your government types, you know, just shoot it down south. Not unlike, you know, mafia people, right? Basically what they do. And I gave you the drill down on all this. So now Lujan Grisham is pushing this close to the election, unbelievably, Dan Burrell. Like that wasn't going to get noticed. That wasn't going to get noticed. Are you kidding me? Yes, yes. It's it's the best actor winner for Amadeus. That's right. Thank you. Glad you got. Let me let me let me focus here. Pushes Dan Burrell, Hunter Biden, Bagman. That's Dan Burrell's new name is Hunter Biden's Bagman, with Chris Hines in the Gemini Rosemont scam. Rosemont scam. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna reassure you that I sold the building SEA Plaza back in 2005. I still have the letter of intent that was addressed uh, directly to me. It was cool. It was like went up there with my friend, Bobby, you know, we go, his dad is, is Tony running BGK alongside Eddie Gilbert. We're like, and there's like, well, I was going to go see Pam, we go sell Pam. And he's like, well, do you think you can lease the rest of this stuff up? 70,000. Like, yeah, we want to go ahead and unload this. And, uh, you know, we want to, you know, are you interested in buying it? No, oh, tomorrow. Love it. Love the lease up strategy. Love everything you do. This is just be good stuff. Eddie Aragon, LOI. It's a whole other story after that. Burrell pumps BGK Santa Fe real estate, dumps BGK Rosemont on the Chinese. That happened in 2017. Burrell gets money from Dongpo Capital for New Mexico airport scam. Gets money from Lujan Grisham by way of the Biden administration. Dongpo Capital owns Gemini Rosemont, Burrell Osteopathic Colleges, and Virgin Galactic e-racing. Let's let me remind you once again. Gemini Rosemont is a fully integrated real estate p- platform from their website that invests in and manages high-quality commercial office properties. Envision Virgin Racing, one of the founding uh, and most successful racing teams in Formula E, announced that the world-leading renewable energy technology Envision is becoming a majority team owner of Virgin. Okay, Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine. Already covered them. Okay, Dan Burrell. He. And, Man can do it all. Go back to my Thursday notes. Once again, who is Dan Burrell? Newly developed 250 unit, the flats at Ridgeview. The flats at Ridgeview is situated within easy reach of the I-10. I can just see Michelle Lujan Grisham just trying to like push this all on Susanna Martinez. Oh, that was Susanna. You see here, she was here. Susanna was just doing economic development. These people were going to come and invest and you thought you could sneak it on. Like, she's not going to pay attention to that. She's like looking for people who want to invest in New Mexico. She didn't realize that the Democrats and all these dirty people were involved with all this stuff with BGK. So here it is. The capital outlay grant of $20 million, An upgrade of the Donna Anna Jetport Runway and Airport Infrastructure. This is by way of the, uh, the grant issued in Donna Anna County. Real Aviation, Donna Anna, and county staff are requesting approval of a land lease contract. Remember, that's what they want to do. And then a sublease. 
because you know you got to wash the money and you know filter in different places. On which Burrell Aviation Donna Anna is lesser intends to build a new air cargo handling facility and aircraft maintenance hangar. How'd the last one work out? Uh, there wasn't one. <laughs> You're trying to run it in Tallahassee. What is your uh, scope of work, sir? Where else have you built these facilities? How, do you have a CV on this stuff? No, I don't. Uh, well, I don't know if you're going to go ahead and get $72 million from the state of New Mexico. The term will coincide. Here it is. The term of the lease contract. Just like Virgin Galactic. They, hey, Richard, Richard Branson told me that I could get a deal like this done. Like, oh, where are we going to get done? In New Mexico, they're all sorts of stupid. They all think they know stuff, and, and it's just stupidity after stupidity. Terms of the lease contract will be 30 years with a 10-year extension option. The term will coincide with other tenant leases at the jet port. Resolution approving the lease contract is also submitted for approval. The resolution includes the grant to authority to make changes to the language of the lease agreement without the need for further board approval. In the event that such changes are necessary for the New Mexico State Board of Finance approval, oh, that's all controlled by who? New Mexico's own governor, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. You also remember who's also on the finance authority? People who had uh, terms that were on there. Yeah, that would be one Bill Richardson. Yeah. The lease contract will require New Mexico State Board of Finance approval following the approval by the Board of County Commissioners. Donna Annie, with all their Democrats down there, the D is for Donna Anna, and it's also for Democrats. The contract requires the county to upgrade the runway and other airport infrastructure to handle C3, C-3 category aircraft, up to 150,000 pounds, 737 series aircraft. Require the widening and strengthening of current runway, the runway over at uh, the uh, Virgin Galactic facility, right? It's totally shoddy now. Plans are in use to the capital outlay grant of $20 million authorized by the 2022 legislature. For this planning and construction, there will be no cost to the county for these projects. The Jetport manager has reviewed the lease contract and recommends approval. Hey, buddy, friend, how about some money down here? Huh? We need, we need 20 mil. We'll finance the rest. We'll bring it all in. So this capital outlay grant uh, that exists goes into pretty extensive detail, none of which I'm going to really kind of uh, bore you with. But we've got some other thing that's meatier for you if you don't know much about this, okay? This capital outlay grant that's there is, you know, it's not stuff that anybody would really pay attention to. It's not sexy. People aren't going to be reporting on it other than uh, a press release, right, from the Albuquerque Business Worst. That's what, you're, that's what they're, they're looking at. So let's talk about the Hunter Biden Santa Fe connection. Let's talk about Dan Burrell's history, shall we? Well, Dan Burrell failed to launch his Alamogordo Garnet mine. Yeah, the guy was in Garnet too. <laughs> what? Returns $750,000 to lead a local economic development agency money. In a lengthy profile published in the Montana Standard last year, Burrell answered reporters' question after flying into Butte on a private jet and before dashing down on the mountain on a pair of skis. Whoa, look at him. Look, at, he's so good on those skis. I bet he just makes money. With the backing of 750K of Lita from the, inst from the state, Burrell invested in an endeavor to tap a deposit of industrial quality garnet in the mountains near Alamogordo. How'd that go? This is the who we're giving $72 million to, by the way. Nobody's paying attention to this. Just like nobody's paying attention to the uh, gay priest at, uh, at uh, Our Lady of uh, the Immaculate Conception. Gay priest over there. He's not going to be very gay or a priest any longer. Okay? Not going to be very long till he's all done over there. 
Those people at St. Mary's, they're pissed. They're angry. Like, we had a priest that was married? I'm like, yeah. He likes dudes, and he's preaching the word of God. Like, that's kind of like uh, anti-everything that's in the Bible. Father Chavez, same thing. Got hit, wiped him off of that St. Therese stuff. Can't be yelling at Legacy Church anymore. We're running in. Where's your mask? How come the kids aren't playing with their mat? No. Push that stuff out. Let's get back to Garnet, shall we? Associated Press story from 2017 says the mine was expected to bring $160 million. How do I turn $750,000 into $160 million? Who forecasts this crap? What is this guy smoking? What are we smoking to give this guy any money? But suffered a setback due to issues related to Garnet prices. The state funding has been returned. The Albuquerque Journal wrote about this. T.S. Last. He's actually a pretty decent writer. Does a lot of the uh, <clears throat> kind of funny. T.S. Last has done a lot of uh, Epstein articles uh, for the Santa Fe New Mexican. Under the, <coughs> excuse me, under the cloud of impeachment. Uh, by the way, I'm not suicidal. I will not kill myself. So if anything should happen to me as a result of reporting things that uh, of the very rich and very powerful, you know, just, just to let you know I didn't kill myself. Under the cloud of impeachment investigation on early October day, Donald Trump stood outside the White House before a group of reporters and did what he's prone to be doubled down. Uh, blah, blah, blah. China should start an investigation of the Bidens because of what happened in China. There it all is. And all the way down at the bottom, here it is. All going down to Eddie Gilbert and Dan Brown. This is, yeah, the Hunter Biden Santa Fe connection. Okay. So we're going to get to there uh, shortly. Let me bring this back. Burrell launches a New Mexico Leadership Institute. His He and his wife, Catarina, Catherine, founded New Mexico Leadership Institute, located on Paseo del Peralta in Santa Fe, the collaboration with the New University of New Mexico and New Mexico State University. Okay, So we're going to pick it up there, and we're going to fuse together Hunter Biden, Eddie Gilbert, Dan Burrell, and all the affiliate companies. This shouldn't be just a local story. It's not. It should be a national story. I think it should be a global story because this is a global rod robbery of epic proportions. My tears are falling because you've taken her away. And though it really hurts me so, there's something that I've got to say. Take good care of my baby. Please don't ever make her blue. Just tell her that you love her. Make sure you're thinking of her in everything you say and do. I'll take good care of my baby. Now don't you ever make her cry. Just let your love Nobody puts baby in a corner. Bobby B died on this day at the uh, age of 73 due to Alzheimer's uh, back in 2016. Don't forget to download the abq.fm app, abq.fm.com or rockoftalk.com. We, we got our happy birthdays that we got a, a handout for the day. Hopefully they're all having a, a good and decent uh, night. Actor F. Murray Abraham, 83. Of course, he was in Scarface Amadeus in the Grand Budapest Hotel. He is a great actor, uh, truly. I mean, he's got some very memorable things. You may not know his name, but you definitely know his characters, especially 
uh, Omar from Scarface. Um, movie director David Ward. Uh, he was the screenwriter for a very uh, famous movie filmed up in Truchas and Española, up near Los Alamos, no? Where, where, where Michelle Lujan Grissom was shaking her finger at us. She shook it at us. She said, put your masks on now. Made us all scared. The Milagro Beanfield one. So uh, yeah, he, he nailed that. Uh, and The Sting. There you go. Uh, actor Kevin Klein. Uh, French Kiss. If you haven't watched French Kiss, it's one of the best movies. He's 75 years of age today. 75. That kind of blew me away. He's married to Phoebe Cates, who is the woman who took off her top in Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, so he scores. He shoots, he scores. Uh, yeah, and, uh, Congressman and former NAACP president, Queasy Mufum. Mufume is 74. Uh, M. Fume. Uh, he was uh, done a lot of handshaking with a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of important people including one Ronald Reagan. And if you don't know him, or you don't know his name, Zon McLarnon is 56. You might remember him from Longmire. As soon as you see him, uh, you will uh, click on the link. You will instantly recognize uh, the man. He's Native American. Very cool dude. Uh, hung out with Donald Trump. Apparently a Trumper. So <clears throat> interesting that he wasn't blacklisted or in the case of being Native American, redlisted, right? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, are you quiet quitting your job? Six, uh, so let's see what we got. 67% say no. There we go. 17% say yes. Uh, 17% also say what is quiet quitting and 0% are self-employed. Remember, the uh, Rock of Talk is the radio show newsletter. You can get it at rockoftalk.news. It is our newsletter, rockoftalk.news. You must be a paid subscriber to get the whole show prepped. You can get everything I'm talking about. From the five-time radio show of the year awarded by the Albuquerque Journal and following along with the show. Uh, after I called them urinal, I'll never get anything else, but that's fine. You can't be doing everybody else's show prep for them, folks. You will receive the five questions of the day, five videos, five articles, five links, five local U.S. and world news stories, and the video of yesterday's show. You'll be able to comment, and I'll read your comments uh, on the air as well. So the paywall up tomorrow. Uh, we answered uh, four questions for the day. Back to uh, Dan Burrell and, you know, that uh, very good Good article by T.S. Last. What is there to be afraid of with digital currency? As I told you, everything. I listed uh, everything. Be uh, Feel free to go ahead and spit it back out at me. Uh, number two, will the economy win the election for the Republicans across the country? Yes. Here, no. We still have idiots who are making abortion and uh, various other social issues of prime importance. We have so much money. We could just worry about, like, abortion and equality and all social issues. Like, you know, what do we need an economy for uh, three, does the uh, Trump-DeSantis versus DeSantis feud even exist? I told you it doesn't. Certainly in the next uh, state over, it does not exist, uh, folks. So uh, you should know that. Arizona, great state. Um, Nevada, even better. Just just between us. Got Luxalt, Lombardo. It's going to be a double win for Luxalt and Lombardo. And uh, finally, who will win, the people or the F? B.I. Well, I certainly hope it's us, but, uh, you know, good uh, article that is there. 67 different agencies. Sick them. Sick, sicking the uh, American people. Uh, I'll get to the educational stuff tomorrow. We're sending kids to schools to learn or reorient them. Uh, my easy answer is to reorient them. Biden, it's wrong for states to ban sex reassignment surgery. The, the guy literally says this. I mean, this guy is all sorts of stupid. He's just like, uh, like, this is uh, all of two to three percent 
of the population. This isn't even a winner, and he just has to feel like he's standing up for something. It's crazy. I think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care. I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Okay. Well, that, I don't care why he thinks it's wrong. I think it's wrong to sniff uh, kids' hair. And I think you're. I think it's wrong to raise a, a, a child that you raised in, in uh, Robinette Hunter Biden. How about that? I think uh, well, we should, you know, keep it there. So he's not a smart man. Click on all the links. All the picks have links as well. I'll get to the news uh, momentarily, but not before I wrap it up with um, talking about the Jeffrey Epstein, Hunter Biden uh, connection, uh, et cetera. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it in full uh, so that you guys know. You have to know that Hunter Biden Santa Fe connection, Burrell launches a New Mexico Leadership Institute. I give you that. And then Hunter Biden, Burrell is a Georgetown undergrad, Clinton White House intern. Burrell also worked for Democrats. Here it comes. Al Gore back in 2000, Kerry in 2003. I think he was like one of the chiefs. In 2004, he actually has an article where Dan Burrell goes on extensively of what he's going to do should John Kerry win. Burrell, an Albany, New York native, had worked as an intern in the Clinton White House during his senior year at Georgetown University, where he got a degree in government. He went on to work on presidential campaigns for Democrats Al Gore in 2000, John Kerry in 03 and 04, describing Kerry as an incredible mentor. We'll get to that uh, momentarily. All right, so let's get to this. On a cloud of impeachment investigation on an early October day, Donald Trump stood outside the White House, uh, this from the Albuquerque Journal, uh, before a group of reporters and did what he's prone to do. He doubled down. Not only should the new Ukrainian president order a major investigation in his political rival, <laughs> that will never happen. He said, so should China. China should start investigating the Bidens because of what happened in China and just as bad as Ukraine, he said. Pushing a narrative that while Vice President Joe Biden had used his influence for the benefit of Sun Hunter, including business deals in China and Ukraine. And now you've got it with, uh, what is it again? Dongpocap.com and Dongpo Capital. They own Virgin Galactic. They own Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine. They also own, what else? Uh, yeah, Gemini Rosemont. That is, you got last Thursdays, you see the family tree, including Bill Richardson, R. Hunter Biden, Chris Hines, son of uh, John Kerry, uh, Devin Archer, and, of course, Dan Burrell. <clears throat> While U.S. intelligence and law enforcement agencies have discounted those claims, the president and his Republican allies continue to cast shade over the abuse of power obstruction of Congress, allegations Trump now faces under the Articles of Impeachment. So what if China did launch an investigation of the Biden's dealings in that country? What would they find? Well, one of the pins on the string board could be placed in Santa Fe. Actually should be placed. The first one. Connecting thread. Runs through a hugely successful city different company once known as BGK Group and later as Rosemont Realty, which has now moved to HQ in Los Angeles under the name Gemini Rosemont. The date of this printing was December 15th, 2019. This is, again, the Albuquerque Journal. This is T.S. Last. Okay. Backstory contains elements of wealth, crime, and intrigue, a cast of characters worthy of a novel, sometimes Santa Fean Stuart Woods. Okay. Story starts with Eddie Gilbert, the Santa Fe, the guy who was pardoned by Bill Richardson, real estate magnate who died on tw in 2015, four days short of his 93rd birthday. Gilbert's life was recorded by Richard Winningham's 2003 biography, Boy Wonder of Wall Street. Touched on his friendship with American icons such as Beat Generation writer John, John, Jack Kerouac and playwright author Arthur Miller. 
It's also told of Gilbert's troubles with the law in the 60s and the 70s, including two convictions for white-collar crimes involving stocks and public companies. He once fled the country to Rio de Janeiro to avoid prosecution for taking $2 million from a company treasury. He remained on the lam for six months before returning to the U.S. and pleading guilty on the advice of his attorney. The U.S. Court of Appeals later exonerated him of that charge. In 2010, New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson granted him a pardon, though not a formal pardon, since the governor had no influence over federal crimes. Clemency restored his rights under state law. By then, Gilbert was nearing the end of a life that had blossomed anew. Not not to mention, he donated over $100,000 to Bill Richardson, both as a presidential candidate, just like Jeffrey Epstein, and as well as a gubernatorial candidate. Supposedly, Richardson returned it. There's no reason to think he didn't. 1989, at the urging of his wife, Peaches, the couple moved to Santa Fe, where Gilbert became known for his generosity. Then his past transgressions. He and his wife were selected as philanthropists of the year in 2011 by the Journal North and St. Vincent Hospital Foundation. See, they kept their good name. Just all you have to do is give other people's money away. The couple were also strong supporters of the Santa Fe Humane Society and Assistance for Dogs of the West, blah, 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 Santa Fe Symphony. They often contribute anonymously to people needing help getting after being knocked down. Well, look at this preamble. The, the, the save is always in the preamble, folks. Don't, don't make no mistake about it. According to the 2011 journal profile, the couple, I know about struggling. I know about hard times. In addition to rebuilding his reputation, Gilbert built a real estate business empire starting with the purchase of a Taco Bell in Espanol. He also bought an RV park in Santa Fe, self-storage in Albuquerque. This is all for BGK. This all this, uh, you know, preamble about philanthropy, et cetera. Soon thereafter, in 1991, he and others formed the BGK Group, which would grow into one of the largest real estate companies in the country. Sold it 20 years later. With a focus on multi-tenant commercial office buildings, BGK exceeded more than $3 billion in real estate transactions and owned properties in 28 states by 2010. That's when a new player entered the picture. Enter Dan Burrell. Here he is, who declined to be interviewed for the story, is described as charismatic, confident, and the GQ type in various media reports. Also jumps out of helicopters and uh, rides away on, uh, on his skis down the mountain. In a lengthy profile published in Montana Standard, Burrell answered the reporter's questions after flying into Butte on a private jet before dashing down on a pair of a mountain on a pair of skis. I'm programmed on running a thousand miles an hour, he's quoted as saying in the article sent around his venture into mining cryptocurrency. <laughs> Burrell also tried mineral mining, a foray that helped him establish a stake in New Mexico. Oh, you mean the $750,000 that he returned TS last? With the backing of seven hundred fifty dollars in local development uh, money from the state, Burrell invested in an endeavor to tap a deposit of industrial quality garnet in the mountains. Associated Press story from 2017 says the mine was expected to bring $160 million, but suffered a setback due to issues related to garnet prices. The state funding has been returned, but Burrell's been a player since coming to New Mexico a, a decade ago. He and his wife, Catherine, founded New Mexico Leadership Institute located in Santa Fe, a collaboration with the University of New Mexico and New Mexico State uh, to bring in the next generation of young leaders in New Mexico. I'd like a list of the people that have gone through that Leadership Institute. <clears throat> a who, a who's who of pay to play. With private funding, he also built the $85 million Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine, New Mexico State University. <laughs> private funding. Uh, Dongpo, anybody? Anybody want Dongpo for dinner? Uh, how about some $40 million from some uh, Russian oligarch? In Las Cruces, yes, I'll get to that soon. He also behind a similar facility built in Hyde, Idaho. Yeah. So the College of Osteopathic Medicine in Idaho uh, by way of T.S. Lash, you just learned, also belongs to Dan Burrell. Everything that Dong Po does, for a guy, for a woman that doesn't even exist, or a guy that doesn't exist, named Fergie May. Fergie, for the Duchess of York, no doubt in my mind, was invented. And May, well, because it's communism, May Day. That, I'll go there. 
Burrell, an Albany, New York native, had worked as an intern in the Clinton White House. He went on to work with presidential campaigns for Democrats, Al Gore, et cetera, et cetera. Before he was 30, Burrell had studied at the Lu very lucrative London School of Economics, or very, very reputable, excuse me, not lucrative, started his own investment company and earned a law degree from Yale. The Ivy League school also educated Chris Hines, heir to the HJ cash-up fortune and Senator, Senator Kerry's stepson, and Devin Archer, the advisor to Kerry's, Kerry's 2004 campaign and a trustee of the Hines family office. Not long after Burrell graduated from Yale in 2008, 2008, how do you go from 2008 to running an entire commercial real estate portfolio in New Mexico? I'll tell you how. You got to know people and willing to do what they tell you to do. He joined Heinz and Archer at Rosemont Realty, named for a Heinz family property, a move that starts the road towards the Santa Fe Biden connection. There it is. A year later, Heinz and Archer joined forces with another Yaley, Hunter Biden, son of the vice president of the United States. Biden and Archer created Rosemont Seneca Partners, a sister company to Rosemont Realty. No, they were all part of Rosemont Realty. That's, that is incorrect. Rosemont Realty made waves in 2010 by purchasing BGK, Santa Fe icon Eddie Gilbert's company. Uh, by the way, that was Dongpo Capital uh, Partners that uh, basically bought. And we don't know what Dongpo is, really. You know, we just know it's Dongpo. We know it's Chinese money, which by then owned 135 commercial buildings in 22 states. Rosemont opened nine regional offices in major cities across the country, but kept a corporate headquarters in Santa Fe at University Plaza. Um, nice building, by the way, old cross street from uh, Tomasitos. Of the company's roughly 200 employees at the time, about half were in Santa Fe and Albuquerque. Former Santa Fe Mayor Javier Gonzalez used to work for Rosemont, serving as Vice President for Corporate Responsibility and Sustainability. He's now dead. And a phone, not uh, due to natural causes, he was of uh, uh, some sort of disease. Uh, his, I think he... Um, after being mayor, he came down with something pretty bad. In a phone interview last week, he said he was hired by Burrell in 2012. Gonzalez says he likely first met Burrell through politics. I'm sure it was along the lines. He doesn't even remember. <clears throat> it was some sort of meeting somewhere uh, along the lines with the Democratic Party because I was chair of the state party at the time. There you go. Political. For the first four years, Romance really, Rosemont's existence, Hunter Biden served on the company's advisory board drawing the line that connected him to Santa Fe. Gonzalez said that in the year or so that his employment at Rosemont overlapped with Biden's tenure on the board, he never even met him. I wasn't at all that type of space where I had interference, interactions with Hunter. I never worked either internally or externally with him. Biden left Rosemont in 2014, the same year he was appointed to the board of the Ukraine energy company Burisma. Focus of the current political controversy over his business connections. Again, this is the Albuquerque Journal T.S. Last Writing. According to the book by Peter Schweitzer, Secret Empires, How the American Political Class Hides Corruption and Enriches Families and Friends, published last spring, which has helped shape the narrative embraced by Trump and his supporters, Rosemont Seneca Partners began meeting with Chinese officials soon after it was formed. In 2013, Hunter Biden accompanied his father on Air Force Two on a trip to China. While there, Hunter Biden, Archer, and executives of the Thornton Group, headed by James Bolger, yeah, Whitey Bolger, notorious Boston mob boss, discussed business with Chinese official. While the vice president met with the Chinese president, his son and his associates met the Chinese executives to explore the possibility of commercial cooperation opportunity. Within two weeks of the trip, the Bank of China partnered, Bank of China partnered with Rosemont Seneca Partners on a $1.5 billion equity deal, creating a first of its kind called the Bohai Harvest RST. See this? This is 50 pages all about Bohai, the Equity Investment Fund Partnership. It's a single asset 
Incorporated <clears throat> October 2014. Three shareholders, BHR, Haiku Blue Sea, Rhythm Business Consulting. Also has Beijing, Xijing, Rongtai Investment Management. Haiku in corporate records appears as a small consulting operation with minimal financial assets or contribution in the partnership. The owners are not directly linked to other corporate registrations. Their involvement likely especially coming from the southern island of Hainan, which could imply some link to H&A with whom Biden's have connections mentioned previously. Given the lack of records on these individuals or firm, their involvement is puzzling. The other shareholder is Shizen Asset Management, holding company of the state cooperative management by Beijing city government and the party linking the government closely to peasant massive. You also have Bohai Humwai out of Shanghai. You have BHR Shanghai Equity Investment. I've had this particular uh, printout here for in front of me for like the last three years. Here's the tree structure of the people who were involved, okay? <laughs> Unbelievable. Biden CPC business connections. The very top, Barack Obama, Hunter Biden, John Kerry, and then you've got all the various other people who go all the way down to Devin Archer, Hunter Biden, and Chris Hines. On the other side, Xi Jinping, you got Yang, Xi, and he on the United Front with a bunch of other corporate contacts through uh, BHR and its various conglomerates. Now, let me go, go, go back to where I was at. Crazy, right? You should say something. In short, see, within two weeks of that trip, the Bank of China partnered to go back. With Rosemont Seneca Partners on a $1.5 billion equity deal. Where do you get that kind of money? From a government. Creating a first-of-its-kind investment fund called Bohai Harvest RST. In short, the Chinese government funded a business that is co-owned with the son of a sitting vice president, Peter said, Peter Schweitzer. The same year the deal was done, Burrell resigned as CEO of Rosemont. Uh, uh, I don't need this job. CEO of Rosemont, what is that? But Burrell stayed connected to the company as a member of its board of advisors. In 2015, the Chinese company Gemini Investments, a holding company for Sino Land Ocean, Sino Ocean Land, Sino Ocean Land, okay, one of the largest real estate companies in Asia, purchased a 75% interest in Rosemont Realty. As of today, DongpoCap.com, DongpoCap.com, the principal, Fergie May, speaks. Chinese, right? Mandarin and, uh, and, and Chin Chinese and Mandarin. Okay? Two different languages, by the way. Purchased a 75% interest in Rosemont Realty in a, door, in a deal brokered by Burrell. Burrell's brokering big mega billion dollar deals. The transaction included a $3 billion commitment from Gemini and the Santa Fe headquarter company became Gemini Rosemont Realty back in 2015. That's been... Uh, the other hunter, Hunter Green, sold all those buildings over to, you know, Chant, right? Chant acquired those from BGK. They didn't want that. It's like, this is non-performing. Albuquerque sucks. <clears throat> Transaction included $3 billion commitment from Gemini Santa Fe headquarter company became Gemini Rosemont Realty. Now, the huge Chinese investment in a company with a Hunter Biden connection, or at least in part, is part of the sequence of events cited by his critics, according to T.S. Last of the Albuquerque Journal. A representative of Gemini Rosemont provided this statement to the journal last week. Hunter Biden had a brief relationship. Yeah, five years. 
with Rosemont Realty and was on its advisory board from 2010 to 2014. Gemini Rosemont was formed after the relationship with Hunter Biden ended, and Gemini Rosemont has never had a relationship with Hunter Biden. Rosemont has always been involved with Hunter Biden right from the very beginning. You can see everyone who's involved, from Bill Richardson, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden, Dan Burrell, and Chris Hines. They're all there. The graphic is right there. You can't even, you can't even uh, do anything. Okay, here we go. Gemini Rosemont kept its headquarters in Santa Fe until recently. In April of 2019, Gemini Rosemont Commercial Real Estate announced it was relocating its headquarters to Los Angeles. According to the company, Gemini Rosemont Commercial Real Estate Santa Fe office is staffed by 35 employees, providing middle and back office support for all aspects of the company. While dealing mostly with large commercial real estate properties, Gemini Rosemont indicates it still owns a few properties in Santa Fe, including the Design Center at Galisteo, Montezuma Downtown, the University Plaza, the name of the 350 Garfield Street property. It also owns a gold building in downtown Albuquerque, as well as a Citadel office complex. You guys might know that as the Darth Vader building uh, uptown. And the Siegel Office Plaza, its largest property in New Mexico, is Broadmoor Mall in Hobbs. So notice that it just tapered off right there at the very end. All right, so I'm going to go further back here. <clears throat> and I want you to listen to this one last piece, if you will, okay? That you understand. Who these people are. No one's going to talk about this. Unless, unless I'm talking about it this stuff up real quick pardon me for a second 550 50 500 if you want to text in let me read your text while i'm booting this up um and i should save this for tomorrow but since i'm already this far down on this this is uh there we go bingo bingo bongo okay cool all right oh somebody's really into this Okay, Epstein Zero Ranch, 30 minutes by limo from Santa Fe, even closer if you have a private jet only in New Mexico. Yeah, Million Dollar Air. If you look at all the flight logs for Epstein, they all directly, oh, I can't do it here. They all went directly into, and my phone got washed. I'm not even kidding. Like The whole thing just, I, I, I wish I could play it. We will never likely get to the truth of how this woven in New Mexico, all this crap. Okay. You're over the target, Eddie. Thanks for doing what you're doing to visualize all these creeps together okay so the the this stuff actually started setting up and it includes the energy transition act that michelle Lujan grisham implemented and it includes uh avangrid uh which is the spanish company which is stuff that i was going to get to because believe it or not all of this stuff with hunter biden goes also to um the middle east and we know it, it's it's incredible like this is stuff it's it's let me uh let me do this i've gotta i've gotta find this so that you guys can can hear this because there's no other way about this hold on one sec let you guys listen to the chinese ex-president this is what this is what your country's going to sound like if if they have any course correction on this Just sit here and listen to all these Next ridiculous Chanel questions. Anunorio, the right choice for New Mexico Democrats. Who? Right, you guys can listen to China.
进，不敢腐，不能腐，不想腐。中国共产党第二十次全国代表大会各项议程到今天已经全部完成，在全体代表共同努力下，大会取得了圆满成功。达到了统一思想、坚定信心、明确方向、鼓舞斗志的目的。这是一次高举旗帜、团结奋进的大会。There it is. There's China taking over. All right. There's Xi Jinping. Sounds like a, a pretty bad ombre there, right? All right, so here we go. Okay, so listen, listen carefully. About five minutes long. Randy, Andy, Hunter Biden. Everybody's everybody's in New Mexico. This week, if you weren't aware, Donald Trump's former aide Garrett Ziegler released over 120,000 of the president's son's emails that stretch from 2010 to 2019. Hunter Biden's laptop came to international prominence after he dropped it off to a laptop repair shop in Wilmington, Delaware in April 2019. The story was wildly buried by the mainstream media and dismissed as fake news ahead of the 2020 election, but has recently been verified as authentic. The laptop unveiled numerous personal scandals for Hunter, including a tangled web of overseas financial deals he was involved in. While it's a difficult task to sift through all 128,000 emails, one stuck out. In February 2010, a man named Muhammad Khan reached out to Hunter and his business partner, Eric Schwerin, to discuss potential real estate business. This occurred just one year into Hunter and Christopher Hines' new investment and advisory firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners, which has now been at the centre of inquiries about offshore business operations. Muhammad writes, Dear Hunter... So, so if you heard that, and just talk, and just again, if you've been following along, all of you guys who are listening, listen, listen again. Rosemont Seneca Partners, Hunter Biden, Chris Hines, all right there. ...he was involved in. While it's a difficult task to sift through all 128,000 emails, one stuck out. In February 2010, a man named Muhammad Khan reached out to Hunter and his business partner, Eric Schwerin, to discuss potential real estate business. This occurred just one year into Hunter and Christopher Hines' new investment and advisory firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners, which has now been at the centre of inquiries about offshore business operations. Muhammad writes, Dear Hunter and Eric, just wanted to see when is a good time to catch up. I know Howard has been following up with you. I saw the teaser document and it looks pretty good. Wanted to see when you can catch up on how we proceed on the wind project and some of the other things we talked about. Eric replies, Muhammad, good to hear from you. We would definitely welcome the opportunity to catch up. Are you in the States or abroad? Would you like to set up a time to talk by phone? He says, I'm in Abu Dhabi till Thursday. I'll be on the US East Coast on March 1st. Eric says, we are around to meet next week if you would like. Would you be in D.C. next week? Eric then emails Hunter directly on March 1st and says, Muhammad is in New York on Friday. Should we schedule time to see him after our lunch with Alex Stanton? Say, maybe 2.30. We can aim to get the 5 p.m. train back. Alex Stanton was one of the former aides to then New York Governor David Patterson, who served from 2008 to 2010. According to the New York Post article last year, while he was in office, Hunter and his friends were keenly interested in leveraging their connections to him for their client, Spanish energy company Iberdrola. So Eric and Hunter potentially take this meeting, but there are no updates on how it went or if it went ahead. But Mohammed sends this email beforehand. He writes, 
I've started some discussions here in the UAE, have received some good feedback, a couple of questions. One, when can we sort out our working relationship? Two, can we have a meeting on the 20th, 21st or 22nd of March with Prince Andrew? Prince Andrew, what sort of business would he be needing to do with Hunter Biden? The most notable thing about Prince Andrew in 2010 was it was the same year he was photographed with Jeffrey Epstein. All right, so let's go back through this, okay? Let's go through in slow-mo. You missed it, okay? You missed it. This particular email is dated March 12th, 2010. It's from Mohammed Khan, okay? And the, the email is very interesting from a number of different standpoints. One, that it's addressed to Hunter Biden. It's also addressed to David Patterson, the uh, chief of staff for uh, uh, David Patterson's chief of staff, okay? New York and New Mexico. This is also at a time when Bill Richardson was still in power here in the state of New Mexico. So, Mohammed Khan, when can we sort out our working relationship? Number one. Number two, what would the chief of staff for David Patterson and what would Hunter Biden have anything to do with Prince Andrew? Well, apparently there was a conversation on what isn't stated here, and Mohammed just puts it out, in an email that was recorded. And he drops the name Prince Andrew. At a very same time that the reporter here from Sky News is reporting that Prince Andrew was with Jeffrey Epstein. March 12th, 2010. Can we have access to Prince Andrew on the 21st or the 22nd of March? Can we meet? Can we have a meeting on the 20th, 21st, or 22nd with Prince Andrew? We have now fused together real estate, New Mexico, Prince Andrew, and our Hunter Biden, and thereby by way of Prince Andrew, Jeffrey Epstein, who owns the largest single dwelling in the state of New Mexico with large donations to Bill Richardson. Not to mention, in the black book, where one Jeffrey Epstein is one, you guessed it, Richard Branson. When did everything start with Virgin Galactic and Richard Branson? Right about 2007 started some discussions here in the UAE, have received some good feedback, a couple of questions. One, when can we sort out our working relationship? Two, can we have a meeting on the 20th, 21st or 22nd of March with Prince Andrew? Prince Andrew, what sort of business would he be needing to do with Hunter Biden? The most notable thing about Prince Andrew in 2010 was it was the same year he was photographed with Jeffrey Epstein. Fast forward to October 2010, when American lawyer and Democratic politician Howard Carroll emails one of Hunter's business partners, Devin Archer, about potential real estate business. Devin, Mohammed has asked again that I keep in touch with you to see if you want to engage in the real estate business in the kingdom. Also, to follow up on your access to Florida Power and Light for some very sizable work in joint venture with locals to expand the Saudi electricity grid. All right. Pay attention. Okay. A close attention. This splinters off now into energy. Okay. Listen to the names. They're interchangeable. They change in the middle of the report. You got to listen twice. Okay. I'll replay it 
But after you hear it the first time, I'll go back and I'll show you that the company that that controls PNM and uh, all this was done under Michelle Lujan Grisham. This is a continuation for things that were set set up back in the late aughts. Devin Archer, who was sentenced in February this year to one year behind bars after being found guilty of defrauding a Na Native American tribe of more than $60 million in bonds, emails both Hunter and Eric questioning the credibility of Muhammad. Based on my last phone conversation with Muhammad, he now apparently wants to open up Rosemont Realty in the kingdom. Based Rosemont Realty. Richardson, Devin Archer, our Hunter Biden. Chris Hines and Dan Burrell. This is 2010. This is two years after Burrell graduates from, from Yale school, Yale uh, law school. The appeal of its marketable operating history and its new backers. Is this just a total waste of time to be talking to these guys? Do we have any validation that Muhammad is a real guy or has ever gotten anything done? I want to believe because I like to dream, but please give me some feedback. Hunter replies, I think it could be real, but let's create a vehicle for all these real and maybes to participate. How do all right. This is Hunter replying. I want you all to install in your lexicon shell companies. I want you to all say that word to, to yourself. Shell companies. That's what you have here. Okay. This is what Hunter is talking about. When he's talking about vehicles, he's talking about shell companies. Shell companies. Or has ever gotten anything done? I want to believe because I like to dream, but please give me some feedback. Hunter replies, I think it could be real, but let's create a vehicle for all these real and maybes to participate. How do we let these guys loose without an expectation of partnership? What's the standard? What's the standard plus? On one end, we have Sam, and on the other, we have Khan. Where do they fit on spectrum, and how do we compensate? Eric agrees with Hunter and writes, one thing Hunter and I were talking about last week was to come up with a plan first and then seek out those who can imp help implement the plan rather than what we sometimes do, have someone come to us with a great idea and try reverse engineer it to make it work. I'm confident we can figure out how to work with the Sam and Muhammad and others in a way that fits in with our goals. In November, right, it's clear that Hunter and his business partners have not kept up a consistent relationship with Muhammad in the interest of real estate in Saudi. Muhammad emails on November 16 with... I am assuming that working with the Saudi groups is not of interest. If so, please let me know by return email. Devin says, I'm going to let Muhammad know nicely. We're only interested in raising capital for our USRR investment program at this point. So that's Rosemont Realty, okay? That's Rosemont Realty. That is 45 days before Bill Richardson becomes head of Rosemont Realty all seen his proposal to JV and open a Rosemont Realty in the kingdom. Both Hunter and Eric agree. From that email, it becomes clear that Muhammad Khan was keen to expand Rosemont Realty, which was an offshoot of their investment company, Rosemont Seneca, to the UK. In 2015, Hong Kong-based company Gemini Investments actually acquired a 75% controlling stake in Rosemont Realty. Its parent company is one of China's largest real estate businesses, which meant a CCP-backed company would control a large swathe of American real estate. There you go. I don't know how else we can possibly lay that out anymore. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. I uh, said I would go into the fourth hour. Remember, <clears throat> Obama distanced himself from Richardson. That speaks volumes about corruption. Um, it, 
going to implicate all these people in all of this stuff. All right. So all the stuff, uh, rockoftalk.news, you can go ahead and uh, go there. And uh, a green new energy deal as well. In fact, let me um, pull this since I'm here. And I, I feel like this is, I mean, it's just this information is just such good information. Like nobody has ever, you know, assembled this information before. Uh, just so you know, uh, Daily Mail's all over this. <laughs> what are you going to do? All right, here we go. <clears throat> I'm going to step aside here. This dated December 12th, 2021. The Albuquerque, New York, Madrid Triangle, and the plot against Iberdrola. A strange alliance starting those who jeopardize the interest of Spain. This from Daniel Abascal. Everything you just heard. You just heard New Mexico. You just heard New York. And now you're hearing Spain. Okay? There's something big here. Really big. So listen carefully, okay? This is not my right reporting. This is on something called... Ataliar. When I read this, I was like, there it is. You would have to have read enough of this stuff to know what this is. To actually, like, just, just, if you've read so much stuff and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I found a place where everything is related all in one article. This is it. Take a map and draw a triangle. Join with a straight line, Albuquerque, they didn't even spell Albuquerque, right? New York and Madrid. A triangle that has formed a strange alliance starring those who jeopardize the interests of Spain. First vertex, Albuquerque. City founded in 1706 by the governor of New Mexico. The Austrian Francisco Cuervo, who named it after the then viceroy of New Spain. The Duke of Albuquerque. Their Spaniards were besieged by the Apaches and the Navajo and vice versa. Now, Albuquerque is the largest city in New Mexico. More than half a million people live there. It is where the social and economic life of the state takes place to a greater extent than the capital Santa Fe. State Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. She was the first Democratic and Hispanic governor of the state in the United States. Uh, that's wrong. She wasn't the first Hispanic. That was V. Susanna Martinez, but good try. A congressional representative in the House of Representatives, she soon ran for governor, winning a significant majority of support. As a progressive governor, she wants to provide clean energy to the homes and industry of all Americans living in the 47th state of the Union. After Iberdrola's success in starting the decarbonization of 25 U.S. states, where she has been working for almost 20 years through the company Avangrid, the governor is very sympathetic to the presence of the company from Bilbao to spearhead New Mexico's environmental and ecological policies. Iberdrola-Avangrid enjoys the best reputation in the USA. North Americans are dazzled as the media tests with the imposing offshore wind farm, which will be the first in North America where we have a wind farm where we're going to export a bunch of energy to California. What do you think did all that stuff? Which will be the first in North America, which represents an investment of $3,000 million for Gallon's company. Okay. Iberdola's reputation in the U.S. is so huge especially in the environmentalist and democratic world that the attorney general fully supports the investment of $6,000 million, okay, which would be 6 billion that is preparing to make New Mexico one more. There's the whole entire grid with all the wind farms right there. 
and they provide that whole thing. But the governor has a whole series of em- enemies who, although they have hardly any representative capacity, are part of a commission without whose authorization the process cannot get underway. Commissions whose clashes with the New Mexico Democrats go back a long way. Despite the approval of all the authorities in Washington, as well as the authorities and committees in New Mexico, a single commission has paralyzed the Spanish investment. Their arguments in order to erode the governor's image have been, among others, the innocuous Villarejo case in which Galan has nothing to do. An investment that for Iberdola barely represents one more of its expansions in the USA and whose postponement postponement has delayed the welfare and health of the citizens of New Mexico, it will go ahead in any case. But the commissioners who have opposed it are no strangers to other economic agents residing in New York who have encouraged them to make a decision against their own citizens. Here it goes. The second vertex is New York. The big oil companies see renewable electricity companies as their great enemies. It is the natural decarbonization of the planet is going to make these companies dedicate themselves to frying popcorn instead of continuing to pollute. Not in vain, Repsol asked Pablo Casado to return local coal to that Italian company Endesa Enel produces without any qualms to produce electricity in Asturias and Gallica. From New York, the commission has been encouraged to take a stand against the governor and thus damage the reputation of sustainable electricity company. The same companies that in the face of Iberdola's attempt to decarbonize the state of Maine incited a referendum that is won by polluting American oil companies and led Galan's company to go to court. So the Albuquerque, New York phone lines have been smoking during the last few weeks as of this writing. This was last year. The Spaniards, who had already become the second largest private electricity company in the world, leader in renewables, decarbonization, and the fight against climate change had to be stopped. In New York City, they looked under the carpet to see if they could find any blemish on Basque New Conquerors. There it was, under the carpet, a retired commissioner trying to do damage in a ridiculous and naive way. And that is how Valorejo's name reached New York, and from there he was sent to Albuquerque, well-packaged for the commissioners to put an argument against the matter of the false denunciation of Galan. And that's how we arrive at the third vertex, Madrid. You might remember Michelle Lujan Grisham recently went to Spain last year. Faced with enormous international projection, it is almost five times the size of Repsol. That's all there is to it. But in Madrid, it has suffered many aggressions that it has systematically rejected. Gas Natural or ACS, among others. Attempts to take over the company have ended up in the dustbin of history, but not in oblivion. For Madrid, the polluters of New York and the populace of Albuquerque have sent all necessary information to harm Iberdola. Both rec- Iberdola Avangrid. Both recognize that there are interests in Spain that feed them with the sole objective of destroying the reputation and expansion of the Basque company. And Madrid is there where the result is distributed. One law firm, they say, received the news of the damage they inflict on Iberdola and distribute them as quickly as possible to those in media that have Iberdola in their sights. The personality of Galan, the president who has turned the company from a mere local generator to the second largest private electricity company in the world, puts him in the spotlight compared to others under the table. It has been a pathetic of how the news of a decision of a commission in Albuquerque, which represents a small part of Iberdola's interest in the United States, encouraged by New York, reached Spain in the tenth of a second. Never has the news arrived so soon. Rumor has it that via Madrid law firm, whose client is Ibex, from there is immediately passed to certain media and subsequently to the rest of the media with the aim of damaging Iberdola's reputation and growth. Growth, by the way, that is unstoppable because it's just signed an agreement with the Prime Minister of the UK. To invest 7.7 billion pounds of sterling there, also the new digital currency. But in Madrid, there is also Audiencia Nacional. Garcia Castellón does not want to drop a case and insists on putting Galán on the dock for the Valorejo case. Nothing would happen if we're not know that the same judge previously did not want Galán to testify. Nothing would happen if we're not for the evidence for which Galán is charged as false. 
Nothing would happen if we're not for the fact that a judge did not want to make an expert examination of false evidence. Nothing would happen if we're not for the fact that the case, in addition to being false, is time-barred for the matter affecting the chairman of Iberdola. Nothing would happen if it did not seem obsessive stubbornness for Garcia Castellon to put Ignacio Galan in the dock. Now we all know that he has gotten himself into trouble to show that some members of the officials of the national court do not live in the same vertex of the other. So you have this map. You have a legal thing brewing. You have the darkest of the wind farm states, which is New Mexico, by the way. There are a couple in, that, are, that are out in Texas. But it's New Mexico, and we're exporting this stuff. And it was all done using the Energy Transition Act and what Spain was investing in by way of Avangrid-Iberdola. Now, that stuff has been steamrolled already. But if you look at the capital, it goes all the way back to the very same people who were looking at this back in 2009, 2010. And we're setting forth this agenda 20 years ahead of Agenda 2030, folks. And that's something that you have to know. These people are bag handlers, taskmasters. They are doing the work of the big political people. Sure, Bill Richardson, Hunter Biden, Chris Hines, Devin Archer, they're all small-time players. They all made mistakes, but they're big on our map here. And we have to do something about it because it all leads to the John Kerry's, the Barack Obama's, and the Michelle Lujan Grisham's of the world who actually make decisions. This is why that stuff never gets to those people. They're doing all the work of those particular people, which is exactly why if you saw a rock of talk.news on Thursday, you saw the entire tree of all the people who were involved in that. It's also why you saw last week in the Daily Mail, and you're like, how the hell did that information get to the Daily Mail? About $40 million been handing over, handed over, so that they could buy little office properties, little office properties in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 550, 50, 500, then I've got to run. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go quickly. Going once, going twice, you on? Guess not. You could just sit there and listen or stock or whatever it is that you do. I'll focus on this uh, more and more uh, tomorrow. Uh, those will no doubt connect. We've now connected Branson, uh, uh, Andrew, uh, R. Hunter Biden, BGK, Rosemont Capital. You have, you know, you got everything that's all connected here. I'm going to try and uh, lay everything out uh, best I can uh, going forward for you. So um, there's a lot here. There is an awful lot here. So I will see you tomorrow bright and early uh, in the Kiva. Uh, we'll be back here at, I'll be back here at 4 p.m. Thanks, Rudy, for doing all the traffic. Sorry for the long uh, hour, but I had to get all of it done. And uh, I went well into the Bill O'Reilly uh, portion of the show. You also want to stay tuned uh, tonight. You got, uh, um, Excuse me, ground zero. So make sure that that uh, you guys uh, listen. He's been really good lately, I should say. So I've been really, really pleased with uh, adding um, ground zero and Clyde Lewis uh, onto the program. I think it's been a really good thing. So I know that our listening numbers are way up, and I'm going to share. I'm going to start sharing our listening numbers as well uh, here in the Kiva. So uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. See you tomorrow, bright and early, 4 p.m. in the Kiva.
a day, Monday through Saturday, The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque.